0: Okay.
1: Welcome
2: to the show. That song got me fired up. Fired That's up. What you're what all does. stoned up. You're all stoned. Well, you know, I, I had a couple of edibles. Today is Saturday. It's my day to kind of have a good time. I haven't drank in two weeks. I'm just kind of taking so a little any time specific
1: off. reason, or are you just you're just taking some time off. you know,
2: you know post my father's funeral. You know, uh, not like that was the reason why he died. You know, it just you know just to be a little more mindful, try to live a little healthier life for a little yeah. bit. Yeah. You know,
1: I, I as you know, I, I take a month off every year this would be the second like your, your, uh, that's like the new. that's like the the new thing at first it was february yeah or yeah. the whatever the no cuz mov- yes yeah, so sober january yeah I did january. January. january two people or three times people find a month for it to rhyme and then they 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 hit that month yeah you know uh, What's, what sounds <laughs> what sounds good with a nice little rhyme you, you can do it sober here sober saturday <laughs>
2: uh, you can do you can do it here easier not drink easier in well, la yeah. compared to chicago where it's a struggle and achieving well, it in yeah. Chicago for me. Well, in Chicago, that's a testament to my willpower. in
1: Chicago, you pretty much have to not hang out with people.
2: Well, yeah, exactly. It's just because the bar culture is so integrated into everyone's life.
1: <laughs> I was yeah. telling someone because I was like, we don't have happy hour. I was like, but when the time changes, sometimes you get to stay out till five in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Exa- well, exactly. <laughs> I was thinking about that, man. Because uh, in I, Chicago, they have 4 a.m. Bars. Absolutely. They have them here in Los Angeles, but they're not as prevalent. Yeah. I mean, I remember the 4 a.m. bar
2: I went to the most frequently was the uh, was the uh, not E rustic. Inn. it was the E rustic in of uh, Old Town, Old Town Ale House. Old Town Ale House on North Avenue in Wells. Did you ever go to Old Town Ale House? Oh yeah, with the nudie picture, painted pictures. Oh yeah. You know, and,
1: I mean, that was kind of more like if you were doing a show. That's kind of more like an official comedian thing.
2: Absolutely. I used to go there after doing shows at the or midnight rich, Bible school or you're you know? a
1: rich alcoholic.
2: You know, yeah. Didn't
1: that yeah. Old Town Clowns guy die? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Flanagan died. So there was a, he a died comic. In the last six there was months. this show for people listening in Chicago that was. The best and worst show you'll uh, you'd ever do mm-hmm. in Chicago. It was called Old Town Clowns. Yeah. And it was at this bar and like you'd show up and you'd be like, How much time am I doing? And he'd be like, You do however much time you want. <laughs> and you'd be like, What's the lineup? He'd be like, There isn't one. <laughs> and you'd be like, What the fuck is going on here? And he's just he's like he'd let you do a, an hour. If what you did? were if you were headlining, it was a minimum $150. Exactly. You, you could do five minutes, you can do an hour. I've seen Crotius literally bombed so hard he cuz the stage was right by the door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I watched you literally just leave the the bar. <laughs> like you just walked out of the front door. Yeah, you know.
2: <laughs> well, you know, again, sometimes my act was inconsistent. You know, I mean, I can yeah. be very funny at times. I can be very funny. But that was a, yeah, that guy died. He paid well. I, I gave you one of my very headlining well. shows. Uh, I yeah. think you did. You got it was like 200 bucks. Oh yeah, it was a lot of money. You know, and and, and I mean, he was but I think he had some, I don't think he had an easy
1: life. I oh, think no. he no, I had, mean, you run a show like that that's based on so much fucking alcohol. Oh, my God. I mean, I,
2: I think, I remember speaking with him, and true alcoholics, their breath has a certain odor to it. Yeah. That he totally had. It almost had a little of a, of a bleach smell to it, if that makes sense. Oh,
1: yeah. Like you he know? drank it.
2: Yeah, like, wow. That's the kind
1: of person that, like. Were you gargled with it? Or, or yeah, because he probably drank so much during the day that he's like, I have to hide this from people. Oh, my God. So, like, they drink, like, yeah, they drink fucking rubbing alcohol and shit. Oh, man, yeah. You have gone down the path of alcoholic wasteland. <laughs> you've gone down the Lee Jevons you know? path.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder where old Lee is, but he was rough around the edges, boy, Lee Jevons. For those of you who are only listeners,
1: you've heard the story 16,000 times. No, we've only told the Lee Jevons story once when we were watching that news uh, station. Lee Le-
2: Le- 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 Jevons was a notorious high school bully in, in, uh, in my hometown in Wisconsin, and Lee Jevons was indigenous. He yeah. was of the Ojibwa Nation, or what the Anglos would say, Chippewa Nation. Uh, and he was rough around the edges. He was a heavy drinker Ooh, at four, 14 or hide. 15.
1: This was like, <laughs> you need to go outside and do something type of TV when I was a kid.
2: Oh, 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 yeah, because it was just boring. It, yeah,
1: I just didn't yeah. like my like my dad loved this shit. I know is he's that not, Clint.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. This is when he first got his. Uh, this is his first kind of breakthrough role.
1: Can you imagine, poor Eric Fleming, for the only time in his life, got top billing over Clint Eastwood?
2: <laughs> yeah, you can see who got it. Look at him, and then you see Eastwood. Gee, who's gonna be the star? Yeah. The guy on the left crush, or the right? Who's gonna
1: crush more poon later oh, on? Yeah, I,
2: I guess. I guess Eastwood. Eastwood was a player, you know. I mean, he was a player in like '60s, '70s Hollywood. He was a uh, yeah. he was a player, you know, but anyway, he
1: was a player, you
2: know, uh, so yeah. as you
1: know, the, the, yeah. if you're listening for the first time, we're going to make fun of the world and ourselves through what is on television. Now, this is going to be kind of a challenge of a show because I got to admit, there really ain't Dick on TV right now. Yeah. Yeah. We got the preakness. We could do, do a little horsing. Okay. Okay.
2: Uh, well, again, I, I always liked, it. I think but we did also, a very good job this, this last time. Yeah. We did a very good job with the Hallmark guessing game. You got that, you nailed it. Oh, right like now the 100%. butterflies movie is on again. Oh, did, yeah. God, God, how on earth can you write that story and like, and know what it it's is. just ending. Just know what it
1: is. You know, it's like, oh, I have this precious butterfly. A hey, booming butterfly yeah, business.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Read the description of this one again. This one we guessed the last Emily's time. Emily's
1: booming butterfly business delivers monarchs to a birthday party where she meets Garrett, a single father, uh, with help from Garrett and his daughter, her business begins to take flight. Oh, uh,
2: but I thought it was booming.
1: Well, booming it, and a it's flight? booming, but it's like, you know, it's, it's booming, but it's not like, I get what they're saying. Like it's going up, but you got to give it those wings yeah, to fucking man. maintain. To and the only it. thing that sustains it is love, Crocious.
3: Well, it's a bad thing.
4: No, I love my dad, but sometimes he has no.
1: Sometimes back. he just says things about foreigners that I find it unacceptable. Assuming
3: I want to bake.
1: God, glass. this is like you know, th- you know what this is love this in is, zion national a it, national park romance that's on tonight at seven it, here's who watches tonight this. at seven here's who watches this
2: christian college sorority girls no watch well, hallmark I that
1: no it's christian not even i mean i guess it's not even the most this isn't honestly that's why candace cameron beret because they don't they love white shit but hallmark isn't like the Outright Christian. Like they don't lean on yeah. religion really. Yeah, exactly. So this is more just like wholesome 30 year olds love these movies. God. And like people I mean, who like Grey's Anatomy, it's a big crossover. Like the wow. Grey's Anatomy crowd and stuff, they just like how shitty they are. No one thinks these are good. Like you gotta get that out of your head immediately. Don't,
2: someone must though. No.
1: Right? <laughs> they're they're movies Why would they get made still? Because they make because they're on <laughs> rotation twenty four seven and people like them because they're bad.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, they are an abomination. They're an abomination of storytelling. You know
1: what's gonna happen before the movie happens and people find that comforting.
2: <laughs> I know, I think you're right. You it's it's there
1: is something very comfortable. Like people don't like being stressed out by entertainment. Like they don't wanna yeah. have to like Oh, now I'm going to get connected to this. And I'm going to have to, like, they like a one shot. This is going to be two hours. Very predictable. Yeah. Very wholesome. Hot guys.
2: Wow. That is so boring to me.
1: You know, my sensibility is not of that. A lot it of people isn't. aren't looking for, like, I need my shit to be gritty and real. <laughs> yeah, I need exactly. to feel the pressures of exactly. life in my entertainment. I know,
2: I know. They're trying to get away from that. You know, exactly.
1: I need to feel the pressures of
2: life. That kind of reminds me on the same path. We were talking about, we watched like black rom-coms, like maybe like two years ago,
1: black rom-coms fucking rule and,
2: and black rom-coms. Everyone has a fabulous job and a
1: fabulous career living in a fabulous See, apartment. And that this is, like, they're just fabulous. This <laughs> is similar to, but it's not I fabulous. It. It's just, it's all down, wholesome, simple, yeah. simple life yeah booming butterfly business yeah exactly. take something simple make it exp- make it like f- successful what is it oh.
2: are they dying oh the yeah so dying? check this
1: out they, they've released butterflies at the end of it at that a wedding and it's so cgi it's unbelievable they're like shaking the things, but and the butterflies are coming out, but the baskets aren't emptying. And you can see their it's eyes; just, they're it's not. It's just really- a constant flow yeah. of butterflies, and they're just like shaking them. Oh my god! So you 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 put the time in on this one. I don't mind you these movies. The- <laughs> I don't. That's one thing I don't get. Like the idea of like oh. Who could watch? Like, like, your teeth are clenching. Yeah. Well, you're exactly. so angry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. Because I can't, because it is like nails this on a chalkboard. Should, it's this so should square. give you hope that you can make stuff. These movies yes. get made. Yeah. No, that's true. Absolutely.
2: I, I think, I yeah, that's, way she, that, that that's the way you should. That's the healthier attitude. This
3: happens all the time in the wild.
1: And these people make money.
2: Oh. Oh, hey, listen. It's not like an extravagant life.
1: They're not millionaires.
2: But 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 it's like a good solid single, you know what I mean? Like You're, you're making 100 grand a year.
1: Yo, probably I bet you're probably making 250. You're probably you working so much though because they yeah. film these like it's the, you, you it takes 2 weeks to film them and you're probably doing 5 or 6 a year. Yeah, yeah, you're cranking them we can't out.
3: You take any more chances? Well,
1: you were an extra. We talked about you were an extra on one of these, yeah. right? No, it was a bounce original. It was, oh. but it was like in the same vein. But, but it was uh, it was urban. Like okay. Oh <laughs> Bounce is like the cable channel. It's like BET, but on cable. Okay, but okay. on antenna cable. It, it was urban. Has no, I- <laughs> it's a black channel. Yeah, absolutely. like it's BET. Yeah, I believe it. Like this is this is Bounce. It's, are we done yet? This is an Ice Cube movie. There, that's what makes me feel old. Because yeah. when I first started watching Bounce, they would show like Superfly and shit like that. Like it was all black exploitation movies. Wow. But now it's like. Ice Cube movies, yeah, for, those are movies from fifteen years ago. Yeah, exactly. Wow, man, act your age uh, of the old black exploitation movies, Keith. I don't like. I think black exploitation movies are terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you, find them. I find them as annoying as you find Hallmark movies.
2: Because I tell wacka, you, so. wacka, 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 <laughs> wacka, what's up, blood? Like it's just
1: so lame.
2: <laughs> it, it was. Uh, like in the nineties, if you were a hipster kid, like I was in the nineties, like Tarantino definitely incorporated elements of black exploitation into his movies, you know? So like, like if you were in like Do- Dolomite, like in 1994, I, yeah. you were cool.
1: I thought the you were cool. everyone loved the Dolomite remake on Netflix. I'm like, this is terrible. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, the, some, there's some funny moments. I liked Shaft the most. That was my favorite with Richard Roundtree. I mean, it's goofy. And the, the, I mean, just the dialogue, his whole personality. What did Isaac Hayes
1: have to do with Shaft? Didn't he sing the song? Oh, oh
2: yeah, yeah. That won an Oscar. Best original score. Wow. Who's the, who's the, who's a sex machine with all the chicks? Shaft. Got a little Jurassic get, Park here. Who's the,
1: who is the man? Now, this was a game changer thing? in my life. Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, 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 this is the opening scene. Yeah. Oh, man. This is such a, this is such, such a good scene. I mean, you look at this. This still ages well. I think. So Would you agree? my
1: favorite story of this is that he wanted to do it claymation. And then some random com- like assistant, pro- like associate producer was like, you know, I'm working on this computer thing and I think I can do the dinosaurs with a computer. And it was like this big risk they took because they were going to do claymation for the dinosaurs. Wow. And there was a guy like, I'm telling you, I can do this. So they, wow. like, rolled the dice, and it was, like, game-changing technology. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh,
2: if you look at this, I mean, this is 30 years ago. The dinosaurs still look pretty good, I would say.
1: Would you agree? Oh, yeah. It's aged well, I think, you know? And, like, it served as a basis for all of them. Oh, where, yeah, like yeah, it, doesn't, yeah. The, it gets a little crisper, but, like, it's pretty much the same technology. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like that's the problem with a lot of the sequels for these movies that came out in the 90s is it gets too perfected yeah to where i feel like jurassic park did it perfect to where like let's not change it too much yeah let's not make it look like a video game yeah exactly
2: it was still grounding it in reality okay but this is the early 90s trend this is such a trope you got to
1: see fucking newman as not newman we 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 hate the attorney
2: attorneys are assholes in 1993 listen man you need an attorney on your side sometimes it's good. It's good when you have a good attorney. Let's put it that way.
1: Yeah, it's also expensive
2: when you have a good attorney. Yeah, it is absolutely. <laughs> my writing partner, I think he charges four hundred and fifty bucks an hour. That's insane. You know, but nothing is worth that. He, he's he's very good at what he does. You know,
1: I here's I my know thing, sure. I and this sure, is just I how I don't care about my yeah. like credit. Yeah, just sue me. You're not. You're literally not going to get anything. Well, that's why you don't get sued. <laughs> like I'm Because they
2: know that. <laughs> you have nothing, so we're not going to sue you. Yeah.
1: Like I owe back taxes but like yeah is my is the country really collapsing because i owe two thousand dollars like <laughs> the fuck out of here you're not gonna do shit to me
2: yeah but this was like the lawyers everyone hates the lawyer you know yeah no this was i saw this you know where i saw this webster place that's where i saw
1: this yeah you know yeah. I love how you said that. Like everyone lives in exactly. Chicago.
2: <laughs> exactly, because I used to work at Webster Place too, at the Great Ace. Oh yeah? yeah, was that absolutely. like a summer
1: job? No, that was
2: a job I had right after I graduated from college and moved to Chicago. I was having a tough time finding a
1: job. No one was willing to. That was hire a pretty me. raggedy theater, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, oh uh, yeah, it was rough around the it edges. It
1: became one of the nicer ones. That was the Webster was the first theater in Chicago that had reclining seats. Mm-hmm. When I was like, holy shit. Absolutely. I saw uh, The Fugitive there.
2: I saw um, uh, what was the one like uh, Richard Linkletter movie? Uh, Dazed and Confused I saw there.
1: Oh, that's why well, that ages me. I never saw that. That was on VHS by the time I got to it. The last movie I saw there was Black Mass with Johnny Depp from like eight years ago. That's a bad movie. World War Z. Yeah.
0: God. An animal you'd have for a pet.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, the dude who wrote this book is uh, who's the fucking uh. Guy who wrote Robin Hood Men in Tights, oh, uh, n- n- not oh, not uh, Mel Brooks. Yeah, Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks' Mel son wrote this book, <laughs> Max Brooks. Wow, who's probably like sixty. <laughs> no, I think <laughs> he's a youngish, not young. I mean,
2: let's see. Well, was he? Uh, was he the progeny of uh, of uh, he and uh, what's her face from The Graduate, Anne Bancroft? Anne Bancroft. I thought Anne Bancroft was very pretty. I liked her a lot in the in The Graduate. I was like, ooh.
1: She I've never for- seen that movie. It never,
2: it never enticed me. It is such a hippie movie. It is so fucking hippie. It, it, it's like that generation, like, whoa, we're becoming independent. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I get not bet. <laughs> we're growing up, man. We're not, you know, hey, I'm 21 now. I'm not 14. This Vietnam
0: War, Ooh, I'm questioning
1: it. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs>
2: This
0: is the
1: graduate one. Look at this guy's teeth; he might as well be British. You know, is Mel Brooks' son? Oh
2: yeah, this will be good. I'm looking forward to seeing this one. Oh yeah, yeah, it's him and Anne Bancroft. I think Anne Bancroft is his uh, mother. It is. Yep. How old is he? Fifty. Okay, so he's he's four years younger than me. So he's getting older.
1: So he yeah he wrote the Zombie Survival Guide, World War Z. Wow. The De- Devolution, the Harlem Hellfighters. He's got a nice little career here.
2: <laughs> yeah, we, what an what a, uh, interesting life. You know, like, hey, do you, Mel you mean, Brooks' rich? son. Well, I don't know. I mean, just, you know, his, uh, Mel Brooks is still around, which is amazing. Although, for me, Mel Brooks lost it uh, truly at Spaceballs. He started to lose it in, hist- in a history of the world part one. I like Spaceballs. But Spaceballs, there are good moments. We in ain't found shit. Yeah, th- that, is a, that is the
1: moment that's truly the funniest of Spaceballs. It is, it the is yeah. It's, it, that's one of those movies more where bad the, than the than whole good. movie's not good, but it's got little moments. Absolutely. Like Rick Moranis is pretty dope in it. Yeah. And the, whole,
2: and, and, and the, but the Was names? that one of the
1: final few John Candy movies?
2: Uh, he died six years later okay. so. I mean, he had, he had a few more in him.
1: I, that's uh, a, that's but, how fat John Candy was. People, like, they knew he was dying like he had cancer. Yeah. Like, I yeah. feel like it was just, he's not long for this world. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. He was, uh, I remember his death being a shock to me. I, I wasn't totally surprised because of his health, but, and his size. He was 42 years old. He was like part of my entire childhood growing up. Like Candy was like a, a comedic staple, you know. He basically fulfilled my uh, John Belushi. He had a uh, nice little thing. run in the '90s. Tried Absolutely. to do some stuff.
1: Roseanne, Blue, Pacific Blue. I remember Pacific Blue. He was
2: also in JFK. <laughs> you know the, the, the Oliver Stone man, JFK. Who fucking on. Max Brooks? No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking
1: about. No, it. I'm looking at Max Brooks's thing here. Sorry, i John. No, apologize. The Wild Thornberrys. John
2: Candy. Yeah. So, so I. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, that's Max Brooks yeah exactly but man i uh, i was gonna tell you i was watching okay th- this uh <laughs> today i was watching uh, uh living color some of their like sketches okay
1: from, in like, living oh, color
2: yeah in living color living color is the band well yeah well, yeah exactly Get it <laughs> <off>. <laughs> yeah, Vernon you know who was a big Vernon Reed fan W Kamal Bell Is that the lead singer of... No, he was the guitarist. guitarist. (laughs) That's an all-black-eye band, right? Absolutely. They they, they were Bad Brains done wrong. (laughs) Bad Brains was a far cooler band. I had some Bad Brains discs, man. autographed
1: ones. (laughs) This was one of the best remakes. Oh, it's great. It's great. This was like the first of the, like, quote-unquote woke remakes. That's badass. Oh,
2: it's great, you
1: know? Why is it supposed
2: to be... The only
1: thing that is jarring is Tom Hardy plays... Literally plays Mel Gibson's character. Yeah. Like, this takes place after the third fucking Mad Max movie. Um, Yeah, okay. So, like, they just... L- illogically age him down aggressively. Yeah, because Mel, B- how old was fucking Gib? Oh, Gibson at this point was probably in his early sixties. No, not you know? in this era when the oh, last oh. Mad Max movie he oh, did. How old was he? Oh, he's
2: probably in his early thirties. You know. I'd so say like, I guess
1: it, it would make sense. You know, if like uh, if yeah. they just say no time has passed in this world. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he <laughs> I, I never saw Beyond the Thunderdome. Uh, I, I, I saw, never saw this was the first of the movies I saw. I actually had to read up on the movies. Oh,
2: oh dude, r- the, r- the original Road Warrior is a totally good movie.
1: Now, that's you know? kind of like the, the first ACDC album where like it was it came out in Australia first. Yeah. And then the sequel got popular. So they released the first one in America. Yeah, Mad Max, exactly. So like Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome is the first one America saw.
2: No, no, it's a th- that's the third one. What's the second one? Uh, the second one is uh, Road Warrior. What's
1: the first and one? And the called? first one is just Mad Max. Okay.
2: Beyond Thunderdome is the uh So Mad Max
1: wasn't released in America until The Road Warrior came uh, yeah, out. Yeah,
2: I think there's there's a relationship there, I believe. I, let me get let me is, get this cause, down. Cuz I saw The Road Warrior first and without seeing Mad Max, I still thought it was a great movie. When I was 13, I loved it. I thought it was a totally good post-apocalyptic movie. You look at it now, it's quite dated, but in a way it's kind of like, it's good. Like they're all basically like punk guys, you know, living in in the desert trying to basically get gas. It was very much a movie of like, hey, this gas crisis is still in our consciousness from 73 and 79. That's
1: what it was. It's only called The Road Warrior in the United States. Yeah. It was called Mad Max 2 in Australia. Yeah, yep, interesting.
2: Yeah, it's. I've seen versions of it where it's like Mad Max Two. They show like that title. I, that was the Australian deep cut version, my friend. I'm really nerding out on that.
1: But it's kind of like a, It's kind of like fucking, uh, um, Waterworld, where it's just like there's no gas, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly,
2: exactly. And so they're they're basically trying to take all the gas. Like these, there's a constant battle going on. Is there
1: a like, little bit of like '70s gas crisis? To oh,
2: that? oh, dude, I, you you just you didn't hear what I said the last minute. That's literally what, what it was all about. It was like that shit was still fresh in people's minds,
1: waiting in the line damn, you know, for like, your oh gas. Oh my
2: god, the gas crisis was still like it was seared into people's consciousness. I love your reaction because
1: you know? I just imagine people in the '70s sitting at home going. Oh, the gas crisis. Exactly.
2: (laughs) Well, exactly. When's dinner? The gas
1: crisis.
2: (laughs) Well, no, you had to to wait in line for like an hour and a half to get gas.
1: That's what I do love about like how national outrage for stuff like there were probably some people pissed about the gas crisis. And it's like, do you even have a car? Yeah, well, like, oh, yeah. what are it, you upset about? <laughs> there
2: weren't some people; everyone was pissed off. About. Jimmy Carter—that sunk his ass, man. Yeah, didn't that, that and the Iranian hostage thing? Yeah, that was; those were death blows. Handed to his it presidency. to old Reagan. Absolutely, and then and the, the right wing forces started to dominate. I mean, well, they already were dominating, but that was a real like pivot point where the massive sucking of wealth into the select few.
1: Has really occurred since
2: the early 80s. Speaking
1: of sucking. 50 trillion dollars. The villain in this movie. Yeah. Just suckles on breast milk. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He's like a little midget that sucks suckles on teats. Yeah. There's definitely a. uh, I saw this movie on acid for the first time and I was just like what the fuck is going on here. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, well, did you like it? Were you into I it? liked it,
1: but when yeah. you're tripping, you almost don't, you don't know there's a plot going on. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, literally what is happening right yeah. now? I, <laughs> Very in the they're moment. They're driving down a dirt road and there's this guy sucking on titties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, essentially I think Fury Road is like this undrivable road and she's t- driving Fury Road to like escape wherever the fuck they yeah, are yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah exactly it's and then like use...
1: years after the collapse of civilization the tyrannical immortal joe i always forget his name is joe enslaves apocalypse uh enslaves apocalypse survivors inside the desert fortress the citadel uh yeah furiosa leads the When the warrior oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. uh old girl's character that's old boy hey. Yeah, absolutely. No, I've seen it's good.
2: I've seen it. I, I saw it in the theater. I liked it. I challenge you to a match at WrestleMania.
1: <laughs> who died
2: this week? Wasn't there some wrestler? Who Fucking died
1: superstar Jim, Billy Graham, bro. I I, I have no idea. Who he's that is. the reason Hulk Hogan exists. Really? And Jesse, he's like the precursor to Jesse Ventura. Wow. He's wow. just like that WWE. What's up, Daddy? Slam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just the, the smooth-talking Mac Daddy, blonde hair and shit. <laughs> the the early blonde hair but half-balding wrestler. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Oh, <laughs> where do I? Order. Wow. Wrestling of
2: the mid-80s. Training day is on. Ooh, Friday. Oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Friday's good. Friday's good. It's a good, good watch. You want to throw a training day on? Training day is good, too. Oh, man, Zeus is good in this, man. He's such a bat. Mm-hmm. Ripsy, he died of COVID
4: my bike back you know i wouldn't trip what bike the beach cruiser the one i let you use a couple of weeks ago what i've been asking you about oh that bike I hey, know you wanted it back
0: homie it's
1: <laughs> right here oh, man, homie. <laughs> oh having a deal with i love with how that, it's all dude. black and white like uh bo- like boys in the hood and <laughs> shit like that exactly <laughs>
2: Oh, oh! And just getting blasted. That's in the a '90s face.
1: staple: is the exaggerated launch. Yeah, of yeah. like Uncle <laughs> Phil literally throwing jazz out of the house. Like yeah. people literally getting punched off of their feet.
0: Yeah. You got not-
1: That's my favorite thing that I was never able to pull off—the African American laugh of when they lose their like balance. Yeah. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. I've never made someone laugh that hard, and it's a—it's a—it's a thing in my life.
2: <laughs> you, it's gonna be an accomplishment.
1: Yeah, you know? I want to make a black guy do the like. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten a year crazy out of people. Yeah, you're I have to. I have to. Yeah. Which is good, you know. It's the entry level.
2: You that girl exactly. That
4: playing on my phone? <laughs> girl Joy. She keeps that's the, the
1: of them
2: liking you like that's the entry level yeah <laughs> she
4: hung up again now i don't like her disrespecting my house now you tell her i said to stop it all right okay hi miss joe this
1: is such a like it's amazing how technology would eliminate this plot of the movie Yeah. because the girlfriend calls the house all day and like annoys the parents but 15 years later, that wouldn't because they would just call the cell phone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or page him. I remember yeah. in the second one, paging is a big thing. Yep, absolutely. So remember to page me. You know, I saw Chris Tucker. you ever
2: Tucker? have a pager? No, I never did. I saw Chris Tucker recently on Inside. There's an NBA show, like uh, the tip-off show. Yeah. Uh, two weeks ago. He's gained a solid 60 to 80 pounds. Oh, I'm sure. He looks thick and it's like, wow, man. I remember Chris Tucker when he was whatever. Chris Tucker, I always had mixed feelings about when he was hot. Well, I I just had mixed feelings about him. I I, I a little, is it too? Jerry, Jerry minor. Oh yeah. Jerry minor. used to do an impression of Chris Tucker. That was really, well. he
1: was the first kind of exaggerated fucking stool humper type of thing. Well, and he was like, can't you tell that I am black? That that, that was, that was Jerry I remember his joke. I'm so broke. If an N word robbed me, he'd just be practicing. And then like, that was the era of Def jam where like they would do their joke and then just be like, yeah, <laughs> there was like a little dance that went along with it. <laughs> hey, man, you know you gotta. That is one comic view is non-existent. Did like, I remember the black stand-up shows that oh, were absolutely. on TV?
2: Absolutely, I used to watch them. Oh, I loved I, them. I remember like when the who, who was it? The Sandman? Who was the clown that came out swept you away at the Apollo? Oh,
1: the, well, the, the the Sandman is the one. But yeah, there. I maybe he was a clown, but yeah, it was it was a mix of a bunch. That's hilarious.
2: I know uh, we we have a comedian we know, Dwayne Kennedy, I'll
1: mention a yeah. name,
2: who said one I think it was his very first television appearance it was on Night, Night at the Apollo. He'd been doing stand-up for three years at that point. And he had a pair of lucky socks that he wore that were like yellow socks we that he would wear when he, when he would do stand when he do standup. He wanted to wear his lucky socks. He went out on stage and, and like he had kind of floods on so everyone could, see, everyone could see his socks Ooh. and he, he got a joke and a half out and that was it oh i'm sure and, and, and that's a great stand-up comedian. now he was young then and less experienced he was like you know i dealt with it. it just what i asked him how'd you what happened he's like listen i just had to deal with it you know it's just what
1: happened junior Stopka you went know? up at jokes and notes one time and literally walked on stage and goes my name's junior Stopka. i look like this and they just laughed for four minutes. Yeah. Like he told one joke and killed. <laughs>
2: and they just loved
1: his... Wife. Yeah. Well, because they just loved... They just thought he looked so funny.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I'm junior.
1: I look like this.
2: Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, man. It's... Uh, ooh, when the African-American audience turns on you, it ain't a good thing. Well, no, it was a yeah, good thing. When, they uh, yeah, like, no, they I mean, loved They them. like you. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, he did well, I'm sure. But, but it's, I'm for, just it's for the
1: wrong reasons. Yeah. Ooh, this is the... Uh, this is Christmas Vacation. Can I show you the... Uh, at the, once a movie for the vacations, there's him oogling over some titties. You know, I never saw this one. Oh, this is great. Smiling. He's like, says, but he can't, he just keeps saying tits.
0: <laughs> your wife,
1: your uh, Who is, who is that? She's like a supermodel of that era. I don't know. Well, I mean, she's really only in this scene, so yeah, she's not going to be exactly. like
2: casted. In the, it's not Stephanie Seymour. <sighs> I guess. I always say questions? like those huge names oh. like
1: it's not Heidi Klum, is it? It's, it's,
2: it's, it's not Lex- a young Giselle, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Whew. It is warm in here. Well, you have your coat on. Yes. Oh, do I? How did that happen? Guess is that Carol on? Alt? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> remember she, she was like in a... That, that, remember her. Who
1: one. was the fucking big model at that time? Schiffer, Schaefer, uh, Claudia, Claudia Schiffer. Claudia Schiffer. Uh,
2: Paulina Poroskova was still hot at the time. Oh, that sounds like
1: some sort of hostage in a oh, Polish dude, crisis.
2: When she came over in the mid '80s and like on that SI cover, like like Martha Stewart. When she came over in the SI, when she and she was uh, Czech, she was from the Czech Republic, or Czechoslovakia. So it was like Cold War danger she was this exotic creature like whoa Paulina Poroskova. You know?
1: I love these scenes that the, what they this is my favorite characterization of a bimbo because he's saying clearly ogling over her breasts and yeah. she's not only unaware just completely unaware mm-hmm. but then when she finds out she's like oh <laughs> like she actually kind of thinks it's funny and yeah. endearing in some
5: way not a log I don't have a log but I mean you know just, yeah.
1: the I second
2: log, one of, of this is sense. terrible it's European vacation I'm not a big vaca-
1: I only like this one and Vegas vacation is really funny
2: the, the initial vacation the was two? deemed like a hit like a comedic I don't hit.
1: know you know I mean, I mean I'm, not, I'm not saying I, I, I feel like I, there's too much movie before they get oh that's Johnny Galecki that's the fucking dude oh. from Roseanne wow He's trying to make the leap. Well, no, I just, I was shocked that he was, I didn't, he looked so different. and the dude from the Big Bang Theory. Wow. Wow. Yeah.
0: Look, I'm wearing something similar. Come on. No them.
1: woman would do that unless she was no. on the goddamn
2: street on North Avenue turning tricks. No woman is going to do that. It is, you know,
1: there we go. They're on the North side. But in the 80s, they were instilling that hope. They're no. like, we're building rape culture here, Okay. <laughs>
2: It was definitely a juvenile. When I look back on some of these, the portrayal of sexuality in some of these movies, I'm a little she
1: embarrassed. She looks rough now.
0: Beverly oh, oh, D'Angelo? Yeah, Ooh, yeah. let's go yeah, see
1: her. Absolutely. She,
2: she was, well, she's uh, the common law wife of Al Pacino. Really? Yeah, absolutely. You know, hey, I think you're a beautiful dame. I, you should come over. <laughs> That's my uh, Pacino.
1: Uh, he like has <sighs> mentally, he's like psychotic hair. He looks oh, like, yeah, he yeah. looks mentally unhinged. Yeah,
2: that, that, like it's Phil Spector-like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's a little bit. Folks, 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 Merry Christmas. Yeah, I want to see Beverly D'Angelo. But yeah, Paulina Poroskova was a, be- I mean, she still looks amazing. She's in her deep in her 60s now. And she, her bone structure is like, oh my God, you are a stunningly pretty woman. You know, it's really noticeable. You could tell I mean her, she's all wrinkled now, but she looks good. <laughs> you know just letting you know about Paulina, Paulina Poroskova. Poroskova. that well,
1: sounds like someone that you went to high school with. No she, seriously. Paulina Poroskova sounds like a oh, someone that you could attain.
2: She was from the Czech Republic Look at that. Or, or from Czechoslovakia. she defected and then she became a model. The Cold War was raging. That was like this exotic like, oh my God, this is someone from the other side of, 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 the, of the wall. This is someone from the other culture, the Cold War, and she's beautiful. It was like this weird, like, ooh, exotic creature. Now it's I think like, they're okay. doing another vacation
0: movie.
1: Uh, I, yeah, I believe you're right. I, believe I think it's like right. I think it's the sequel to Christmas Vacation. Wow, wow! Well, look at that. That's like that's plastics. her. Yeah, that's Beverly D'Angelo. I thought that was
2: Daryl Hannah. No, literally. Oh my god! Well, she was also in. I a, mean, he
1: doesn't look great either. Yeah, he he, he definitely looks old. Chase looks fucking like, look old. at this. Look at those two star studded like that. Looks like two people that are about to be laid to rest in a home. Wow. Wow. Just a couple of guys at the retirement home. I, I those mean, that's the smile of like I no longer remember my name. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it happens, man. Yeah. He's supposed to be a real dick. Oh, he's a prick. Dick. Yeah,
1: real dick. You know, not, not an easy but
2: guy. Like, to there's work a with. good,
1: there's a good back and forth. Wow. But that's tell- good because she let age take its course. Yeah, yeah. Although but, she did try and purse those lips up a little bit, yeah, it looks like. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she was a pretty, well, she
2: was in a coal miner's daughter. She played Patsy Klein. I think she won an Oscar for best supporting actress.
1: Isn't that the fucking 1980 uh, uh, Loretta Lynn uh, biopic? I always mix space that space up second. literally with working nine to five. Same year. Mm-hmm. Nine same, to, same. Can I say something that's going to enrage people? Dolly Parton stinks. <laughs> <laughs>
2: There we go. You heard it first, America.
1: Like, I'm so sick of everyone saying that, like, because a bunch of people covered her songs, and I feel like everyone, just to be cool, is like, Dolly's version is better. Like, no, it's not. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dolly's version of one of, uh, of yeah. the Whitney Houston song yeah, is not, not better. better.
2: Exactly. Although, he's, have you ever heard of the song
1: Jolene? Jolene. Yeah. Jack White's Jolene. is better. Jolene.
2: Yeah, well, it's pretty good, though. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. I hear, hey, listen she was an icon I'm just going,
1: so sick of this uh, <laughs> sh- 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 I'm just down old home, sh- 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 uh, uh, aren't they
2: gonna remake 9 to 5 like modern sexism in the no, workplace no, I heard no, they are no. gonna do that I don't know let's see there was a move for that you know I'm sure that my, my personality will be somehow portrayed in there yes. you know
1: i wonder what it would be though like what would their job be because wasn't it like if she was a factory worker and working to right
2: oh no 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 it was office it was office, all office stuff yeah it was different like women from the typewriter. that's when like typewriters were still a thing women in an, of an office the typewriter you know i mean that's when typewriters were the thing you know that like, the open air office
1: that oh. and board switch operator oh. were like the two jobs for women <laughs> 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 you know yeah it just uh would have got some black. That,
2: the open air here? office. I can't stand. I can't stand the open air office. Does HBCU
1: season start before? No, no. This is. Is not. this just like a replay? Yeah, it's a replay of something. The Grío getting the rights to some replay black college football games. <laughs> Florida a You know, went to Florida a- a-, a a m I know several. Martin Luther. S- some someone who fucking blew open civil rights for people. No, uh, Nate Newton. Nate Newton. Who's that?
2: Dude, and you remember the uh, the uh, the guard. Oh no, 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 the guy the guard for the Cowboys in the 90s that, that um that watches that that uh, Madden loved.
1: This is when you know. know the NFL network shouldn't exist. I liked it better when they only had a rotation of like 30 good games. Now they're just showing like regular season games from last year. Yeah, like yeah. who the fuck wants to watch the Jets versus the Browns <laughs> from 2022? Get <laughs> the fuck out of no. here. Coughlin,
2: well, you know, 30. the Jets, you know what it is? It's, that is literally, they know there's enough of a New York They're, market. Because
1: of the Aaron Rodgers thing. And Aaron Rodgers
2: thing. thing. Oh, yeah. I'll watch this. Oh, let's see the team. See what happens. Got I mean, that crazy?
1: even I was watching YouTube videos of like Justin Fields and the Bears. There's actually this dude who's running Madden Sims. Yeah. Of like he's taking the current rosters from Madden 23 and he's running simulations of, oh. the, of the current schedule. Bears rolled the Packers. Good. Well, but that's their Madden ratings. Like yeah, that's yeah, that's like yeah, a set not, skill yeah. level. It doesn't go up or down. It's a video game. There's, there's the reality of actually watching
2: the game to see what happens. Or even I like played a, I paid a lot of attention. In,
1: so and they've well they've actually gotten a little better with this, but in video games, players don't have like bad games. Like yeah. if they're 85 overall, they're gonna play like an 85 overall player all the time. Yeah. Like there's no like, oh, had a bad game today. Yeah. Well, like you know, that's where real life is different. But even the AI in those video games is getting like they have like they program in like fatigue and errors and stuff like yeah, that.
2: Yeah, yeah, I believe that. I believe features, that. Any
0: car in the aisle, You know.
2: Yeah, it bank. is. Uh, I, I've paid attention this off season to, the, probably much to the consternation of my girlfriend. Yeah, I've watched a bunch of Viking podcasts. I was asked to be on a podcast. Oh, do it. Uh, and I wanted to, and I said, "Well, give you know, me the send me the link or the connection." Is it only the phone in number, studio? And it's like, uh, you know, uh, let me know what it is. I don't know what the process is. I, they've asked me twice. To be honest, but then they they haven't sent me sort of like a. You just
1: gotta like pester. Yeah, exactly. Although, and was it? uh, Is it in Minnesota?
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's there. But it's a pretty good podcast. Oh, this is a
1: great. This is already part of it too. Oh, this is when they're so Italian that. Yeah. This is great. I love this scene. You met
2: Merle. He was with me.
4: He's
1: just like, why are you guys so
2: clichély Italian? I just watched that actor right there was a huge star in the 50s
1: oh, that drank himself to death. Hell yeah. Al,
0: would you please get him a drink?
1: Al. Old Jason Schwartzman's mom. Yep. Like to pass oh, so isn't she like a big, she becomes like a tyrant in this, right? Well, well what it is, she's pissed off at Michael Corleone. She knows she, that she- tries
2: to get Michael killed in this, doesn't she? Well, no, she, she's not part of the plot. She's not part of the plot. That that could be Godfather 3, which is an
1: unwatchable piece I've of shit. I've never seen it. It is I've only seen the part, and I know there's incest involved in it. Oh, it's gross. I mean, it's like Sofia Coppola wants to fuck her cousin,
2: doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically. That was supposed to be Winona Ryder, but Winona Ryder couldn't do the role. She had a nervous breakdown. She had like nervous exhaustion. It's like a Winona Ryder. Like sounds like a
1: Winona Ryder thing to do. You know,
2: she was also like 21, like in these major productions, you know,
1: Let's go to Beetle from Beetlejuice to The Godfather. Yeah. And a lot. Heather's was in there. Yeah. This is a great scene. He is just two different people like there's godfather era and then yeah. there's fucking crazy einstein hair yeah, fucking yeah, al absolutely. pacino well, scent of a woman is the fucking dividing absolutely.
2: line absolutely yeah that's when he started a yell act because he has a good yell in here what's really dramatic where he yells at uh at uh what's her, at, at what diane plan? keaton at his wife they have a really good fight at and the and end of this
4: kids. this is a great scene you won't be deprived of anything you can have everything you want I don't know this
1: Merle. I don't know what he does. Oh. I don't know what he lives on. I don't know who his Merle is. I don't know what he I does. I don't know what his religion is. <laughs> I don't know how many colored people he's touched.
5: Okay, he'll understand, believe me. Yeah, he'll understand. <sighs> oh, God.
2: So she wants yeah. him to break up with somebody? Yeah, well, yeah well, with him, because they, she just got divorced. She's just going to marry this guy like three, <laughs> three months later. Like she's living this wild lifestyle because she's pissed off at Michael Corneal well, for yeah. killing her husband. You know?
1: Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, at the end of
2: you Godfather. You guinea brat. You know, you spoiled <laughs> guinea brat. Look at that's right. Kill me. Just like your father. Me a murderer. Exactly. That, that's a pretty rough scene when he takes his belt off and he's beating her. Oh, yeah. You know? Ah. Oh. I mean, he, he kicks in the, the bathroom door. People don't realize second wave feminism. There weren't battered women's shelters until the 70s. That's one of the things second wave feminism like did. That was a totally good thing is they create a batter women's shelters.
1: I think we got into it last time we watched this, but I find it so annoying how traditional Italians are like when he's in Italy and the parents are following them around as they're like dating. That is so fucking invasive. Oh, I know where I'd be like, what is wrong with you people? That's very, it's, it's very Mediterranean, man. Oh, it's so inappropriate.
2: Yeah. That you're marrying the family too. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah.
4: It'd be true if
2: my father were alive. It's a good dig, Funny. shot across the bow. Merle, you've met my sister-in-law, Diana. Credo's wife, a pleasure, How do you do? Who uh, are oh, Hey, mama mia. That's mamie. the mom, right? yeah, my, my, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is so good. This is great. This guy's great. <laughs> you hmm. uh, my name is a Mario, brother. With all respect, I didn't come here to eat dinner. I know, I know. Look at that low class move just intentionally spills the wine. You know, it's a total like, ugh, that's kind of an it's asshole time to move, go to isn't commercial. it? Isn't that kind of an asshole move to well, do yeah. that? It's pretty like. I feel like class. it's an
1: asshole move to just be that Italian. <laughs> God, you really don't like Italian no, people. I like I Italian. My yeah. favorite car is the Ferrari. There we go. Exactly. Hey, hey, I
2: like Italian. Hey, I, I know black people. Hey. <laughs>
1: I love A League of Their Own. We had a cheater box when I was a kid, and this, for, for a one solid summer, was on every day when I came home from school. Yeah. Like, at 3 p.m., they played A League of Their Own on HBO. What's interesting about this movie to me is that uh,
2: Tom Hanks hadn't acted for two years in a movie. He basically kind of went through a redefining of his of his career. I think he did a bunch of therapy in that time. Just figuring out what he wanted to kind of get out of it. And and then he made the choice to do this. And then he did Philadelphia. That's when he became like a serious actor. dramatic actor. actor, Yes, exactly. Go down that path.
1: I didn't realize. I always thought it was Gump. But Philadelphia
2: was the year before Forrest Gump, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And and that's what broke him as a serious actor was the movie Philadelphia. Because he was deemed still a comedic actor. Anytime
1: you pull off AIDS or heroin addiction, it is just the path to stardom. Yeah.
2: Or or also the developmentally disabled. Or a homeless. Yeah. yeah, A
1: homeless. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Absolutely. You know what was good as, as a homeless woman? That, 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 uh, uh, what was the, uh, the movie Monster with uh, Charlie oh, yeah. Charlize Theron. She, that, that was actually, it's a rough movie. It's a Played good Aileen movie. Played Eileen Wernos. Oh, what a. Have you ever gone on the YouTube rabbit hole yeah, with her Yeah, but wife? dude, oh. I mean,
1: she was out of her mind, but a lot of her murders oh. were, was self-defense. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm not, like, I, I'm actually, like, I agree with some of the people now, she killed. Now, after they put her in like, jail, she oh. did lose her mind. Like, she thinks her TVs are bugged and stuff like that. Oh, my God. Think of the misery that she was
2: in as a human being on this planet. Like, oh, think yeah. Like,
1: pure misery.
2: I mean, Oh. What a
1: terrible look. But I love how misogynistic people were because she's like, it's self defense, and they're just like, but you're a whore. Just get whored, you yeah. whore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was, well, she was deemed like the
2: first female serial killer. Oh, yeah. Not murderer.
1: <laughs> killer. Well, serial murderer just sounds so, it sounds so like, like, uh, <laughs> like how when people say, I want some ice cream. Yeah, yeah. I would like some ice cream. It's like, it's like, Very 50s. formal or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Serial murderer. She's a serial murderer. She was a star. She was she a love was,
2: interest in a point break. She was uh, in Katie free Willy. She yeah. was in
1: fucking free Willy. She absolutely. was big. She was tank girl.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she had a stretch for about six early years 90s there. and yeah. early
1: to mid nineties was yep. her like, I think she still does stuff. She's oh, actually like, she just kind of aged out. Yep. There's Madonna. This was Madonna doing her yep. thing too. Not, a t- I don't know. Maybe I just don't know good acting, but I always thought when I watched this, like Madonna's not terrible. Oh, I think this is her high watermark for
2: acting because she made some clunkers, man.
1: You ever see that? There is that moment in this, though, when he tells everyone that, like, you know, we're winning the war. So we're going to close the league. And she's like, ain't no one closing me down. Oh, really? Oh, she really? just starts crying. Oh, what do you want me to do? Go back to stripping. People <laughs> grabbing at me for dirty cigarettes <laughs> and alcohol. Well, they ain't shutting me down.
2: <laughs> literally that, that, that,
1: that that's yeah oh my god it's like this big 20s rat pack rant and, and you know you know
2: she like you know that was like her moment like okay i'm gonna stretch out here this is gonna be a moment people are gonna notice and from this i will parlay it into what was her body of evidence with willem dafoe uh that is truly an awful movie if you watch it. it's difficult to watch i, I haven't been able to sit through the whole thing there's a lot of sex with wax in that like candle wax on chests you know and like it, it was and it was her like like that sex book feel was like out. She was trying to do everything desperately,
1: you know. Ricky Martin repopularized that, I feel like.
2: Then she, what well, didn't she also do? A Vita? Yep. You know,
0: don't cry
1: for me. I only know the song. Uh, I didn't, didn't see it. Didn't she that start movie. speaking with a British accent for a while? She, it was like a, oh, a amalgamation God. of like what a weird, yeah, choice.
2: Oh, I have to do this to be taken seriously by the academy and by casting directors. I speak in a continental accent, much like Grace Kelly now. I've changed from the Italian girl from Detroit and into like uh, jeez, she, she, she's she's not aging gracefully. She wasn't aging gracefully twenty five years ago, and she's not aging gracefully now, you know it's pretty crazy. I think that's a, a tough life. would you agree? you know oh yeah, uh, to, to be like. To, uh, wouldn't you get frozen in time like the moment you break your fame like that wouldn't you think you get frozen in that moment or uh, something maybe i mean I, don't she, know.
1: I feel like she was rich enough to pad that fall well no
2: no no no. I, i'm not saying i mean anything about her finances just kind of emotionally you know just like she
1: never she it's the move she never got lost fame popularity as like a singer well that's true well but, but i think she, she tried to branch out and did not succeed D- yeah, d- d- didn't but succeed. I feel like to me it looked more like instead... Of, it didn't seem like she was fully transitioning. It just seemed like... This is just a little side road I'm doing. Like, I never really considered her a serious actress. Like, Well, she,
2: well, she was in Dick Tracy with Warren Beatty. I love Dick Tracy. You know, and that was so, a
1: favorite of young Keith Pazel. Like, like, she's trying, I mean, she was trying to make the leap into becoming a movie she star. She was kind of stuck in that, uh, she kind of looks 20s, though. I feel like that was her thing. Even the Avita yeah. movie takes place in, like, the 1800s. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, I just 1800s, feel like, I yeah. just feel like she can't <laughs> play modern people. 1940s, you know. I love the ugly character from I the 90s. Of like, this broad is gross. I know. We're <laughs> casting for gross broads.
2: <laughs> and this is Gary Marshall. Uh, Gary Marshall, I mean, he made Pretty Woman, you know. I mean,
1: Searching for Uggos. I heard they remade this the into
2: a television series, and it's all about them basically being lesbians, too. Like Pretty that was much. A, a major yeah. part of it. And like I'm sure.
1: Being 40s lesbians. And I'm sure they you know? include, like, The, they, I feel like they do the integration of black people perfectly in this. Okay. We're like, they don't change history too much where it's just like a league of black people. Yeah. Even though the Negro leagues did exist, but they have the one scene where the ball goes like out of play and the one black girl takes it and throws it hard to fucking Gina Davis and Gina Davis kind of gives her the nod. Yeah. We're like, I feel like that was perfect of like an acknowledgement that black athletes were superior. Yeah. But like, not changing the fact that like black people would not be allowed in this yeah, league. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. It would be
1: a whole separate movie. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. God,
1: that was a tough one. It would life. be called their league of their own. <laughs> Man. Hey, nice. the, the black league of their own would just be called Over There. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, and it would just be a, a train track. Yeah. there very good. It's Over There, you know, That's what it would be. He falls in love with her. You know? Well, yeah, the two uggos. I think she's just fault. He's, he's, he's got glasses on. This is really pretty ham-handed. Ooh, and they juxtapose it with the church Madonna scene. Madonna sucking That'll off That'll get a giggle,
1: you know. Madonna showing her boobies to the <laughs> fucking priest. Priest.
2: Yeah, I'm curious, of the sexual abuse in Catholic Church, boy versus girl ratio, because there's got to be girls who are sexually abused. Oh, yeah. It, I feel like <laughs> mostly. Oh... Like what what she did. She's playing this up, She's revealing her sins. Listen, I mean, she's being cast in this for a reason. And like, I mean, she's trying to like parlay this into a larger thing. Uh, Shanghai Surprise with with, with Sean Penn. Her Sean Penn marriage was a debacle. An absolute debacle. Ooh, the birdcage. You
1: know, oh yeah, this.
2: Well, after this, we should watch Men on Film. We could do uh, that. In Living
1: Color, yeah. This is a movie that would, the plot is acceptable, but only Nathan Lane would be allowed to act in this movie now.
2: What, 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 what is...
1: Because it's it? all straight guys pretending to be gay. Oh, oh
2: yeah. It's, it's a, a sexual uh, yeah, uh, appropriation. Well, sh- no, or
1: well, no, it's just like the idea that like, uh, sure, you think only a straight guy can play gay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know. But it's like, also...
1: Just the idea that pe- the homophobia was still such a thing that like there weren't that many gay actors. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People were not out in the 90s. It, it was not... Because even Nathan Lane wasn't he was considered straight when this came out, right? Oh, yeah. I, I didn't Even I didn't. though we all know. Come on. I know.
2: <laughs> he has a lot of tones. Come on.
1: You're as straight as Tucci. <laughs> <laughs> Where do
4: you go while I'm
0: killing myself on stage.
4: <sighs> I know that. Look.
1: Also, Gene this Magnet. movie was successful, but I feel like a lot of it was just people laughing at them being gay. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Like, I remember my parents thinking this was like a comedy, but it's oh, like,
0: yeah. it isn't,
1: yeah. don't like one of them die? Well, well I, I think, yeah, there's someone a pretty... gets AIDS at some point. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they do. We love
2: God. <laughs> for, you, Roddy, that fun. for you just AIDS was just the thing that was out there it wasn't like what was yeah. it yeah
1: I, I mean think. we had ryan white that we yeah. learned about ryan white in school because i went to elementary school in indiana
2: just like florida just like yeah. florida where they learned about it i'm sure um yeah.
1: but like it was definitely we learned about it as something that is like you know it's becoming they're finding cures like it was immediately like this used to be a death sentence, but now people are starting to live longer. Like it still was, you're gonna die of it. But like, I remember the tone of AIDS was like, you know, they're making big strides. Like that was part of the education of like, telling people that like, you know, it's not as big of a deal if you get it now. And then Magic Johnson living was like a game changer. Yeah, absolutely. He like essentially has beaten HIV. Yeah, well he got the- It's like dormant in his body. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. This, I still don't know the plot to this movie outside of them. They're gay. Like I just know they're gay. What I
2: think it is, is I think Robin Williams was straight, had a son who's getting married to a woman and they have to be a, a couple, a straight couple. Gene Hackman is the father of the woman that, that Robin Williams' character, his son is, is marrying. So it's like this conservative couple dealing with this like, a gay couple trying to pull it off, you know, and so the juxtaposition of that, the jokes abound from that, from that tension between heterosexuality and homosexuality. Someone's going to
1: someone's gonna get a good gay bashing. Yeah. And, well, and yeah. there's the rising there's action. There's going to be a beating. What is it? In this remake of the classic French force. Yeah. The casual. Oh, yeah. Engaged couple Val Goldman, played by Dan Futterman. That sounds like a gay person's name. Yeah. <laughs> Dan Futterman. Yeah. Let's have fun. Okay. And, and Barbara Kayle, Calista uh, Fla- oh, Flockhart. Oh, yeah. Calista wow. uh, shakily introduced their future in-laws. Yeah, and, and
2: Diane Lane, oh, Diane Weist, I think, and uh, Gene Hackman are the daughters' parents. And then, and this is this is the boys' parents. Ugh. This is. Just
1: two, Doesn't this is Antonio like, Banderas play like an ultra gay man? Oh, I think this is him. <laughs> I could be wrong.
2: This is also, like, in light of Tu Wong Fu. Like, oh, look at him acting over the top! That's when
1: you know how fucking crazy sexuality was. They were like, not only do we need a straight man playing a gay person, we need women to want to fuck this gay guy. (laughs)
2: so we're gonna make it we're gonna make William...
1: it antonio banderas yeah
2: yeah because this... i remember
1: my mom like being like oh, the, oh like I, I, I... she thought it was like sexy yeah or yeah. it was like but that's not he's gay he doesn't want you yeah <laughs> like <laughs> the, they should sh- exactly. this should be all mustached fat men <laughs> with like bald spots like they should all look like nathan lane <laughs> New
0: Jersey. i don't know if it's so stupid
1: I'm just so Latin, you know what I'm saying? I'm I know, just so yeah. gay and Latin, you know? <laughs> is that Kumail or yeah. is that is, that? is this Antonio Banderas? Bne- Albert, you're wearing it. You do that, I'm going to tell him that you've
0: seen...
1: Something. Oh, no, it's fucking... Uh, <laughs> it's uh, old boy who does the voice of fucking... Uh, John Legu- Leguizamo? No, no, the dude, the Simpsons guy. Oh, what the fuck is it? It's uh, Hank Azaria. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wow. Oh He's got a bizarre career He's a poo. Make. Yeah. But when we say, he oh, does Apu wow. from The Simpsons. Wow. wow. Which wow. means he don't work anymore. Yeah. Because well. Apu got can- canceled. Really?
2: Did they, did put, they
1: didn't anymore No, anymore poo? I think they just changed his job. I think he's like A, a doctor? He's like a rich guy <laughs> in town. Yeah, they like made him burn. <laughs> you know, God, this, you know,
2: uh, I am a... Uh, You know, yeah, this movie was like deemed kind of cutting edge, you know, at its time, you know, it's because all the gay shit, you know, it was just like, yeah, so let's put on, in in the spirit of this, some of the most non-woke comedy, it's unbelievable.
1: So, how did you get onto this? Where, if people don't know, there in the '90s there was a sketch show called In Living Color, which was the urban version of Saturday Night Live. Absolutely. And Jim Carrey was on it. I think he was the first white guy. Yeah, absolutely. He was James Carrey. Yeah. They, they announced him as James Carrey. And then it was also Jamie Foxx was on it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Every Wayne's brother. Every on Wayne's Earth.
2: brother. And then also, uh, 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 what's a guy? David o- not a David Ogden Steers. That's, that's mashed.
1: David Alan Greer. David Alan Greer. <laughs> David Ogden <laughs> Steers. <laughs> You know, Winchester (laughs) from Match. So what is this sketch called? Uh, It's called
2: uh, Men on Film. Men on Film. It is, and the crowd's reaction is literally, it's like the audience at an annoyance uh, improv show, you know, that's really bawdy and sexual. So, yeah, on film. Yeah, here it is. Yep, exactly, in Living Color. Let's watch some of this.
1: So this one, Men on Film 2, Men on Film Original. Well, uh, unedited version.
2: Yeah. Why? Well, maybe they don't have it refined yet. But yeah,
1: I'll be close.
2: Big
0: Lots Channel 96 presents Men on Football.
1: Oh, I remember this.
4: And welcome to Men on Football. The show that looks at football from a male point of view. That's right. Tonight we're live and uncensored. That's right. Naked to the world. Peek-a-boo. <laughs> Do You know we have a new sponsor, Wilson Sporting Goods, the official balls <laughs> of the NFL.
0: <laughs> I
4: ain't said a word.
1: Uh. So this is just them, like, getting all horned up, talking about balls and being gay. Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. And they
1: touch each other. The audience eats it up. Well, yeah. I mean, this is when being homophobic was, like, so allowed. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely.
0: Now,
4: isn't he a tight end? he
1: was and i love that he defense, was, the, de- yeah, was. <laughs> the defense of these sketches when people would be like i think this is inappropriate like what we're not talking about beating them to death yeah <laughs> that's the standard <laughs> yeah i mean as long as you're not <laughs> talking about horrifically beating them like rodney king you can just make fun of gay yeah. people
4: numbers on the back they were just for identification oh i know what you mean mm-hmm. the smallest one i saw was 11 mm-hmm. and then i saw one that said 78 child i almost fainted <laughs> You need to stop. <laughs> and you know, I found that those padded shoulders were just too Joan Crawford. mm mm-hmm. And think. And speaking of old fish, Ooh.
2: uh-oh, what about he's botching a line.
4: K- them. I mean what good are they? Everybody knows that these men just look at each other's for their strength and inspiration to do their best. Not some scallop on the sidelines.
1: Also, the black gay was different. Yeah back then. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. white gay people I think were considered like those are the AIDS ones. Oh, oh okay. the black gays are funny. Yeah,
2: yeah. It was
1: allowed. Yeah. You know?
2: Well, again, black folks have been entertaining white folks
1: forever for centuries. You know, let's be blunt. You know, it's like- also the black crowd loves shit like this because, uh, most of like the black preachers were all closeted gay guys. Oh man! So like yeah, this yeah. has kind of been an inside joke for the black culture for a long time yeah. of like the fucking fey black guy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they weren't allowed to be out. <sighs> that line of- so like my i would hurt because you know when you do stand up in, in front of a black crowd and yeah. you start making gay references like they tighten up yeah and xl one of our buddies a black guy was like yeah. it's, it's all steeped in like religious black culture yeah because like you just weren't allowed to acknowledge homosexuality yeah. that like now black people are just generationally scarred to where like we don't talk about that stuff it's not, me, you're not a man if yeah. you talk about being gay. Yeah, yeah, ugh. That's why so even the title of this, fuck. men on this and then yeah. they're gay, like that in and itself was probably like made black people go, oh, whoa. Oh,
2: absolutely, absolutely. Let's watch one where they review movies because I, I think those are, I, I couldn't, when I watched, it was unbelievable. I was like, I can't believe this is these jokes and, and the look is so bad. Now, men, on yes. <laughs> men on films. Men
1: on films. I wonder if they changed it after the football one.
2: Oh, yeah. That that was for the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah.
4: And welcome to Men on Films. We're going to be reviewing the latest films from a male point of view. First up is that controversial movie Do the Right Thing. Now, I really like little Spike Lee's courage in making this film.
1: Theme. She liked
4: the way he mixed the racial tension with the violence in order to give his message do the right thing come on out the class. don't be afraid to be who you is black white whatever mm-hmm. ain't that the truth ruth <laughs> Not like-
1: now this would just elicit like go girl <laughs> Like it wouldn't be jokes. Men working yeah. out
4: their problems in a very physical way. It was all so primitive. Mm-hmm. And you know, I really enjoyed Mr. Miyagi played by little Pat Morita, <laughs> Ooh, and that Ralph Macchio. Three words. Fab, you love him.
1: wonder if they throw the word Oriental in here at
4: some point. <laughs> Celestial. I hope I look that good when I'm 40. Stop. <laughs> but I to disagree. I disagree. There's just too
2: much violence in this He movie. puts his hand on his <laughs> knee and the, like, the audience goes nuts. Isn't it? Just from him touching him. Just him touching him. You're not gonna slap him?
1: You know, it, it's
2: also like... like it was so to someone, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so risque. so yeah, risque, yeah. yeah. Don't hate me
1: because I'm
4: beautiful.
1: Also, I feel like these are like Oh look how daring they're being! Like, cause these are straight men, and they're touching each other.
2: <gasps> but oh uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe. Like, look at the
1: stunt. <laughs>
4: Between a mature, masculine, older man and a The tender, problem is, it, is
2: it does nothing to get over stereotypes. It oh, does no. nothing. You, you know, doesn't that. portray oh, gay people you know, as emotionally, so sort of, you know, three-dimensional, obviously.
4: I bet you is. <laughs> talk about a film I've been anxiously waiting to see, Great Balls of Fire.
1: <laughs> see, now that you're leaving, you can make fun of him fucking his niece. Like, there are so many Jerry Lee Lewis ways to go. Yeah.
2: But then, of course, if they want to change them, it's it two snaps. It's just like Gay jokes. <laughs>
4: about some films that are soon to come out on video. First up is Black Widow, starring Teresa Russell and Deborah Winger. Hated it. (laughs) Also coming out is Miss Firecracker. Is that Gene Anthony Ray's new movie?
1: Who? Mm -hmm. Probably just a black
4: name. Hated it. (laughs) And we finally have Dangerous Liaison, starring John Malkovich and Glenn Close. Mm. You know, John Malkovich is like every moviegoer's fantasy. I found myself just alone at night just thinking about his intensity. Yeah. <laughs> what you think of Glenn Close? Oh, I loved him. <laughs> and I really have to admire the producers for Dan to cast a man in that role. I mean, that really made the picture for me. Hello? Glenn Close is a woman.
1: See, this is one of those things where when they write it, it's just like, don't worry about the dialogue. Just be gay. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. just yeah. them being... That's the... the there's yeah. no plot. Yeah. yeah. They're gay. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But they're gay. Yep. Changing the battery. <laughs>
4: Next week, when we talk about Mel Gibson's lethal weapon, I hope it's loaded.
0: You crazy?
2: I hope it's loaded. I mean, and the, it ends on a huge laugh. Huge laugh. I mean... This is just not woke, <laughs> you know. It's just, oh. That whole thing too, but like, like, like literally, like uh, basically, African American preachers do do? being gay Men. is like a thing, right? I mean, I, oh yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. I mean, not a thing. I'm sure are heterosexual preachers, but I mean, it's not uncommon. <laughs> Hello,
4: I'm Blaine Edwards and I'm Antoine May. they got names now? Welcome to Men on Films the show that looks at movies from a male point of view <laughs> tonight's show is sponsored by
2: like that
1: clothing come on uh oh the gayest ethereal on earth
4: nothing honey what'd you say nothing honey <laughs>
1: I love that's when you know that how little they knew about gay people because it's all ball centric. Yeah. And it's like, wouldn't you be talking about anuses and holes? (laughs) Like, do you know where they put things? Like gay people were just slurping on balls in the nineties.
0: <laughs> no, <90s. laughs>
1: women don't even suck on balls. Yeah.
4: Just a hint, Arnold. Try looking in the closet. <laughs> oh, maybe that's a burn. Okay, this is women.
2: this is run its course. Now, run its course. It's yeah, just yeah. not funny. Yeah, I know. And it was Dean like I mean, you can know, the the audience loved this. Yeah. The audience ate it up like candy. Wow. That, I guess for me, I, I do like the idea of totally portraying a gay person completely over the top the idea of just mocking that notion that it's sort of like it's just this this is it super effeminate super queeny and it's like no you do not know gay people it, there's so much more of a range of a personality there than, than like just that you know that's when you don't know That's when you're a phobe man a phone When you
1: haven't had like good gay friends. Ooh, Congo. You know? Congo in Spanish. Oh, so bad. Oh, they remade Congo. Oh yeah, yeah with with the Rock. Nineteen. No, this is mis- This is misplaced. Oh. Because this is, says nineteen. This is just a different movie. Oh oh oh. No, oh no, this is San Andreas.
2: Oh, it just started. Yeah. She. I always thought she was underrated. This
1: Carla She's. I think she's cute. She's from fucking Son-in-Law with Pauly Shore. Wow. Well, she's also
2: in a Snake Eyes. With, she was uh, in Sin City. Yeah, absolutely. She was in Sin City. So I loved Sin She City.
1: started showing tit a lot and got more popular yeah. as the 90s and 2000s progressed. Yeah.
2: She, well, she could also play like a nerdy woman. She was nerdy in Snake Eyes with Nicolas Cage, the Brian I, De Palma movie. I feel like that was a terrible. weird
1: transition women had to make into the 90s of like you start out in Pauly Shore comedies <laughs> and then you either decide to start showing your tits yeah, or you stay in the Pauly Shore for comedies. Movie, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It's, it's probably, like, it's definitely like a, a factor in the yeah. decision. Even it, to the a say variable. by the bell girl, a, had to do
1: showgirls. Absolutely.
2: Like I give her credit for coming back and doing any given Sunday five, four years later because that, that movie was panned. It was panned. Showgirls, it's oh, terrible.
1: It's, I mean, I, the jump to nudity was all it took in the
2: 90s. yeah it was it was uh i find it to be one of the funniest movies we've ever seen in my
1: entire life I, Dude, those ford explorers were hot yeah. fucking shit in yeah, the 90s absolutely
0: absolutely
3: you
1: want to take a break yeah man let's do that. all right we're gonna take a break yep. we'll be back so much more keith Pazel left thanks man
3: allowing the carnivore to eat at
5: its leisure this makes Dilophosaurus a beautiful but deadly
2: addition to jurassic park
0: Damn. Vehicle headlights are on and they're not responding.
4: Those shouldn't be running off the car batteries. Item 151 on today's glitch list. We have all the problems of a major theme park and a major zoo, so computers aren't even on the feet yet. Dennis, our lives are in your hands and you have butterfingers? <laughs> I'm totally unappreciated in my time. You can run this whole park from this room with minimal staff for up to three days.
2: You think that kind of automation is easy?
1: Or cheap? You know anybody who can network eight connection machines and debug two million lines of code for what I bid for this job? Because if you can, I'd love to see him try. sorry
4: about your financial problems, Dennis. I really am, but they are your
2: problems.
1: Oh, you're right, John. You're absolutely right. You know everything's my problem. I will not get drawn into
3: another financial debate with you, Dennis. I really will not. There's
0: been hardly any debate at all. I don't blame people for their mistakes, but I do ask that they pay for them. Thanks, Dad. Dennis the headlights
1: yeah I'll debug the tour program when they get back okay okay it'll eat a lot of compute cycles we'll lose part of the system for a while and you know, there's a finite amount of memory you can't use it for everything we're gonna compile
4: for half an Quiet. hour all of you
5: You're approaching the Tyrannosaur puddock
0: God creates dinosaurs, God destroys dinosaurs,
5: God creates man, man destroys God, man creates dinosaurs.
4: Dinosaurs eat man, woman inherits the earth.
0: We'll try to tempt the Rex now, keep watching the fence. What's going to happen to
4: you He's going to eat the goat? Excellent. What's the matter, kid? You never had lamb chops? I happen to be
5: a vegetarian. T-Rex doesn't want to be fat. He wants to hunt. Can't just... Suppress sixty-five million years of gut instinct.
1: Uh, now, now, eventually, you do plan to have dinosaurs on your on your dinosaur tour, right?
0: hate that man.
2: These judges are so good. It's almost like they have superpowers. Ooh, I smell talent.
4: Why are you so adorable? I don't know.
2: You deserve so
4: much more than a yes.
5: find what this show absolutely is all about. AGT premieres May 30th, followed by the premiere of Hot Wheels on NBC. Hey, and one more. No, I think we got it. Yeah,
4: let's focus on the RV. Come on. RV? Okay, everybody, look at the RV
5: and smile. This is what you want for your family portrait?
4: Good point, we bundled the boat with our home and auto first. (laughs) Hey team, get on in here. Tea? Oh. <laughs>
5: Fun. Now everyone say 24-7 financial protection with Progressive! 24-7 financial protection
4: with Progressive!
5: Okay. Let's get some singles in me on the bike.
4: Honey? Yeah. Finding a subtly sweet tea is easy. Nice, right?
3: Pure leaf, subtly sweet.
4: But saying no in a subtly sweet way? Impressive. Takes practice.
3: But absolutely not.
4: Absolutely not. Pure leaf, lower sugar. Just the right amount of sweetness. Look at the skin, baby.
3: She is glowing. She is one of one. With new Olay Hyaluronic Body Wash, 95% of women had visibly better skin. My skin is so much more moisturized. See the difference with Olay. Extra hard studying
4: calls for something extra. So you serve up DiGiorno fully stuffed crust pizza because pizza with an extra layer of cheese stuffed edge to edge throughout the entire crust always hits the spot. It's not delivery, it's DiGiorno.
5: If you're thinking about going back to school, this is for you. I ended up spending less money my entire time at SNHU than I did in just one year at my other university.
4: My time at SNHU has given me more confidence. Now I can go for that promotion.
5: If you're ready to go back to school, you can do it. Southern New Hampshire University has changed my life, and it can change yours too.
4: (sighs) Visit snhu.edu gotta get rid of this tell me why cuz it stinks have you tried downy rinse and refresh
2: it helps remove odors 3 times better than detergent alone
3: it worked, guys
4: yeah
1: downy rinse and refresh
3: this is Macy's I'm going to get this you'll see we're going to need some jackets
0: from hit shows to top movies finding what you love is easier than ever even add on other streamers like amazon prime
2: and Plus, I think he had, like, a a pretty large family. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, just me and his wife and a kid. It was, like, four kids, you know?
1: And we're back. But he's probably talking a little shit about Bill Murray. That's funny that you brought that up. You're like, I'm, you know, he hasn't been canceled. Just the other day, I read an article about, like, it finally got revealed that he kissed a girl on the cheek. And she freaked out, but I I try, I I try not to sound too old fashioned because my initial jump is to be like, that's not a big deal. But like, I guess now it is, you know, yeah, I, I, you know, it's just, (sighs) (sighs) do you still think the kiss on the cheek is fine?
2: I don't, not really. Yeah. I never thought it was fine to begin with, frankly but it's just more like there's this fucking contrast of like only fans page and me
1: diddling my pussy for all this money. But it's and and then just like, and then it's just like, Oh, th- this happens. And it's like, but it's the, it's not the thing you're, you're focusing too much on like, well, your finger in your pussy online, and I can't kiss you. No, it's not that. No, but like, it's, it's but like, that's what it is. Do you want to
2: be treated this way? Like, it's this angelic figure, and then also, I mean, I hate to go virgin whore complex, which is so fucking low grade male to think that way, you know? To be touched. Well, exactly. You but know? To be touched. But
1: that's the thing about OnlyFans, though, in porn. They're not being touched yeah. by anybody. Like that—that's yeah. that's the thing. Yeah, don't touch yeah. me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and then they're, you know, and then they got two or three of their friends involved, and they're having threesomes right there and getting in the ass. You know, it's just yes, like, and you have access.
1: You know, but that's the thing. They're actually—that's what if if Bill Murray was on set of a pornographic film. Yeah. You can stick it in, but the. F- I'm not defending. Did you I not hear what I said? No. It's not appropriate to kiss a woman when she doesn't want it. No. Did you
2: not hear that?
1: You know, but what you're
2: I'm, but p- you're putting me in this box, like, hey man, you, we're just changing the rules of sexuality, man. We're putting our mark no. on things.
1: All I'm saying is, so, is you equated <laughs> kissing someone on the cheek on the set of a movie to them having an OnlyFans page. I, 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 I am
2: not equating that in the sense of it, it, it is, you know, there is this juxtaposition that, that that is out there right now that has been there since as long as I can remember of like this sort of. Weird male thing of like virgin whore that still doesn't seem to be resolved. It's still not resolved. This is this was an issue 30 fucking but years ago. I don't ago. even know what that is. You know, what is the virgin, virgin whore? whore? She has to be this angelic figure who's so pristine and can't even and it's this and that. And then also, or, or then you're just some sort of whore, you know, it's like there's one of the two. That's why that, I think a lot of men think thing, about women, yeah, you know, which is bizarre to me. So that, that maybe it sounds confused what I'm saying right now. I apologize
1: if it does, but, but what just, it sounded like is you were saying that like that. That is their fault. <laughs> what? Whose fault? Like that it's the girl's fault. It's not her fault. You don't that do
2: like, that. I'm not saying it's anyone's fault. Whose fault it is is Bill Murray shouldn't do that. that that's whose fault it is. But
1: what I'm saying is, is yes. But like, where did, where word does the juxtaposition in your head of like, yeah, Bill Murray shouldn't do that, but there's only fans. You know, like that is what I don't get.
2: It, it is. There's. I feel like there's like certain porn's rules always of existed. Section. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. Stag films. There's exactly. <laughs> so you did in the '60s, back you know. when there
1: weren't nude because they were covered in pubic hair. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but 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 I guess just the, the idea, culturally speaking, I, I just would hope. I'd like to think, but it's too big. This is a naive sort of thing that, that there is a kind of norms that have been agreed to around certain things like yeah. sexuality, sexual behavior. You know, and and there's a certain sort of calmness that has hopefully taken over on that or a maturation that still hasn't happened. And, and, and you know, I bitch all the time about like, I used to believe in the myth of progress. I thought, oh, yeah, this is what sexuality was 30 years ago. In 30 years, things will be dealt with. I think I kind of get what you're saying of
1: like the sense of like in Bill Murray's head, he's thinking like. Well, I mean, I'm not fucking sticking dildos in you. Yeah, I'm well, just kissing well, you on well, the I cheek. I don't know if he's doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is his mentality yeah, of like, yeah. I kind of get we of the sense of like, porn is so prevalent it's that saturated. most guys think like, it's well, I'm just pecking you on the cheek. Like, yeah, it's yeah. no big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, like well. a lot of women feel more violated when you hug them without them saying so than if you would like... Yeah. have fucked them badly or yeah. something like yeah. that
2: you don't want to be touched <laughs> yeah yeah you don't want to be touched and, and that makes sense
1: obviously you know it fucking ha- ah what this movie made me want to use that kind of shaving cream
2: oh Barbasol is great <laughs> yeah uh but no but it is uh different waters to maneuver is how i describe it for myself you know sort of the the waters that women have to maneuver you know and that sexual harassment thing is still a fucking thing and it it frustrates me. I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it can ever get really resolved, but it seems yeah. like there needs to be some, I don't know. How it was always, when I was growing up, it was like this, oh, the Puritan thing was going to somehow work its way through our culture. That was always the big thing that hippies talked about. Oh, our Puritan culture. That hey. everyone
1: was just going to, it was going to be a fuck fest. You and, know, like, and, yeah.
2: and just and sort of an, an understanding of sexuality in a certain way. I feel way like and that
1: and, goes in cycles because like, remember in the mid, like 2012, 13 in Chicago, yeah. when we were doing standup, sex positive was huge. Oh, yeah. We're like, if y- you had to talk about fucking on stage, like, and it had to be in a positive way. Like, yeah. I remember I did a joke about like, <laughs> I used to have a joke about being a virgin until I was 26. Yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> I remember what I just was making fun of myself for yeah. just being a dork. Yeah. And I remember someone being like, that was a really sex negative set. Like, because I was being negative about, like, sex, but I was like, but it's me, yeah. I'm... Yeah, the, this is
2: my experience. I'm not shitting on
1: sex, I'm yeah. shitting on me for being a fucking
2: dork. Yeah, yeah, it was self-deprecating. Yeah, you missed it. Yeah, yeah, it's... Again, there's just, I, I think that's a kind of, kind of a good point. I just think there's there's not been this sort of resolution with sexuality in our culture but what is it anywhere if you go to italy is it great there if you go to germany is it great
1: there uh, they're still kissing I mean, people on the cheek in italy i mean i can tell you but I, also italian men are very fucking rapey and fucking hello bro hello <laughs> baby you know you fuck the sexy i, I don't know if it, you make them sound like they're albanian you I fuck you fuck me and do we fuck
2: but but i think like you know that was always the thing too was, oh maybe europe europe doesn't have the sexual hang-ups like you know they, that americans do have or something there's that's something i i kind of yeah used to romantic. But there's right. still weird shit going on in Europe. That's not oh, totally. you know, It's not all healthy and figured out. You know, I think it's probably a little more of an open attitude about it. You know, there's still kind of the religion thing here, I think, that still rears its head. Yet at the same time, this country produces, what, 70% of the world's porn. Yeah. So that, that juxtaposition, is there's a, it hasn't been integrated. There's a psychosis there. Does that make sense? No, I, I got gotcha. you. In terms of like being kind of like healthy but sexual, I don't know. You know and, and yeah, yeah but it is simple. Women don't. If they don't want to be touched, they don't want to be touched. You don't just touch them without permission,
1: you know. <laughs> you know.
4: Is this West Indian lilac?
5: Yes. I, we know they're toxic, but the animals don't eat them.
1: Can I eat some of this fecal matter real quick? <laughs> just throwing it up in the air, it, testing the weight. This is uh.
5: Pretty sure.
0: There's only one way to be
1: positive. We're gonna have to pee hey, on these. plants. We're gonna be sex positive. No, but we're gonna have to fuck in front of these plants. I did
2: like. Who was the guy who had the joke? HIV positive. Who was? Uh, uh, it was uh, Mike. Uh, Mike Sheehan. No, 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 no. Was it? Uh, yeah,
1: Mike. Uh, Mike. Yeah, that was Mike Sheehan. You know, it was that. Yeah, was it? Was it? That's an old South Park joke though, because yeah. there was an episode where Cartman p- tells everybody he has AIDS, <laughs> and they're like, "Cartman, are you sure you have AIDS?" And he goes, "I'm not just sure. I'm HIV positive." <laughs>
2: It's his line, just yeah. <laughs> when they get back in the it, do they still do South by? Oh,
1: oh, yeah, man. Are you do you still watching on occasion? No, I, I it's just kind of out of my head, yeah. Like, I feel like you give up, you will just like people in entertainment should kind of retire and yeah. hand stuff over to the next generation, yeah. I just feel like once you hit a certain age, you're like, I can't watch South Park every week. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, 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 I'm 36. I'll watch it if it's on. Like
0: <laughs> I'm not going to seek next, it out. Whoever's yeah.
1: 24 now, can. that's their job now is to watch South Park every week. Do you know what happened? It's interesting you mentioned me you talk about South Park because that was definitely
2: like of my late 20s. Yeah. That was a breakthrough animation series in oh, yeah, my 100%. late 20s. But that was when I started to get a little bit, I, I was going into graduate school and my mindset had changed. I loved Beavis and Butthead when I was like 25, 26, yeah. but by like 28, 29, South Park, I didn't get, I watched some episodes and I, I'd see it was quality, but I didn't get like hooked on it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I watched enough that I knew, <laughs> I knew who Cartman is and I, you know, I, I know that and I know, I saw the movie. Look at those screens.
1: Know? Look at those oh, computers. Man. Newman. I know. <laughs> Running DOS. Wow. Uh-oh. He's controlling the weather like the Jewish. You mean like a globalist? Like the Fableman Zoo? <laughs> you know, oy vey, the weather! Is this Jurassic Park? God, God, so bad. Oh,
2: there's been a lot of,
1: I mean, you know, is,
2: is there still the uptick in anti-Semitic crime right now? Or oh in, yeah, in, I don't think that?
1: it's gone down. I mean, I don't, it's probably not an uptick, it's the same tick. Oh God. That's my favorite part about right-wing conspiracy theories though, is they're so like, if you watch Jurassic Park, the, like they, they, liken shit in real society to what like scientists do and fucking <laughs> if we don't stop them right now this is going to be a bosom buddy world oh i know i know if I, you I, watch 1989's I bosom know. buddy starring tom hanks
2: it's so, like it's a movie you dumb fuck i know it, it, it is a uh it's such a
1: weird defensive response there's a real defensiveness in it you like know? there's like, probably conservatives who would watch this and half jokingly be like but the liberals do want to like bring back the dinosaurs, so they yeah. like control the population, yeah. and like you can utilize this same fucking ember uh. technology to make people trans.
2: Oh, 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 you mean like the intelligent conservative yeah. conspiracy? Theorists? I of hate like, that. I hate you. See, that they were even doing. They're, it, they're libertarian. They were too. even doing it yeah. back
1: in 1993 because in this, the dinosaurs are like they have both sexes. They can like procreate with you themselves. See, you see, they were laying the seeds back oh, then for God. this.
2: People don't remember shit that yeah. long. They don't remember stuff 20 minutes ago. You know what I mean? It's, let alone 30 years ago, you had changed things. No, it didn't. I mean, yes, you may have thought Blatant that at the time. merch yeah. right there. Oh, absolutely.
1: Wait, what is that? Is that it's too? a Jurassic Park cup. That's a wow. coffee cup with the Jurassic Park logo. <laughs> Even when I was watching this in 1993, I remember being like, they're going to sell that. Yep, absolutely. That's going to be in a McDonald's Happy Meal God, tomorrow. God. Sis hey, icons. What are they saying? What are they exactly? Sis, <laughs> how dare you say sis? You implying I'm a sis? Oh my God, Marjorie Taylor Greene. We should watch that. Oh yeah, Marjorie absolutely. Taylor Greene. She's great. She's a peach. She did this rant. I, oh. The one annoying part about the internet is like, it's hard to find these. Like, it's hard to find the video of the rant itself, and not find just a YouTube video of someone like doing what we're about to do over. Yeah. It. Yeah. But she, they've been that whatever committee she's on yeah. has really been holding up every hearing is about like, we need to do a committee, a hearing about wokeness in yeah, the world. Yeah, like, yeah. there was one guy who was like, there's children being gunned down in schools. And yeah. like, you keep holding us up with like public urination in Washington, D.C. and yeah. teaching f- kids about homosexuality in schools. He's like, when yeah. are we going to talk about actual things? And, yeah. and this yeah. one Hick was like, well, when you get a majority, When people vote for you
0: and
2: get
1: a majority, then you can clog up the hearings with whatever you want to.
2: Even though the system's completely been rigged in the favor of rural America, where our vote counts double than your vote does for the president in a complete, oh my God, fuck you. Yeah, you get more votes because you've rigged it because you, and you still don't get more votes. You know, it's just, uh, it's grotesque, but but, but very real, very real boy. I was out. Uh, you know, by my father's funeral, there was it was Trumpy, you know. But oh, people, I'm sure, but people were very we're, you know, he lived in cool. Iowa, right? Yeah, yeah, in an area that's not so bad, but boy, it's pretty conservative. Pretty conservative. Okay, I mean, here we you go. You know, there are certain ways you behave, you work, and that's it.
3: you Remind, um, or I'd like to remind everyone uh, that while we're talking about white supremacy, uh, Miss Spittleneck, you were talking about white supremacy. It's oh, I apologize. Spita- I mean, Spitalnik.
2: Yeah, yeah, literally just doing that, like, you know, doing a name calling. like just I
3: apologize. Spitalnik. Miss Spitalnik. Wh- Is
1: that white or American?
3: While oh, you were talking about white supremacists in abortion, I totally agree with you. There's a lot of white supremacists in the abortion movement um, and abortionists because they have murdered over 20 million black babies. In America. And I think it's ridiculous
1: uh, st- that they didn't let those babies grow up and be murdered like a, by a police officer, <laughs> like a real American should. I
2: know it's just it's the distortion of their logic. It's just, and there's no. Disgusting.
1: We want black children to be eighteen, uh, poor, and murdered by police, and, and basically easier to exploit for labor. You know, that's what we want. You know.
2: Okay. So.
3: Since Roe versus Wade in 1973 that's on average 900 black babies are aborted You trying,
2: trying to play that angle black. it's so grotesque like this it, ham-handed way of playing race but knowing it's going to appeal to some people i
1: just want to let you know that i had to practice for an hour to not regurgitate when i say black <laughs> so you should be happy so i wouldn't vomit yeah
2: and
3: they're ripped apart inside their mother's wombs so I you know I would agree with you that that could be labeled white supremacy or we could just label it murder. And it should never be happening.
2: No, so it's actually not about- murder. It's not It's not murder. Uh, that's just not the truth. It's, it's your body. And bringing a child into this world is not an easy thing to do. And are you emotionally ready for it? And are you economically ready for it? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm putting a price tag on human life when I say that. No, I'm not actually. The entire global economy is putting a price tag on human life. The global you know? economy? Yes, yes. Are you one of
1: them? Yeah. As a matter of the- fact, I am you know, she is a nasty human being. Yeah. And I hate how prudish and cause like, you know, she like to, she, whoever she's married to, she cucks him out. I treat, let me choke you out. She fucking probably treats him like a domineering fucking, you get on that saddle, you little fucking twink. MJT wants a little crank inside of her. You
2: twink. I know that, uh, she, uh, she was a, I think she ran a health, uh, uh like a, like a workout place. In look Georgia. how big her fingers are. Oh, oh, she's, she's totally taking hormones. Like look at her cheekbones and stuff. She's a homely woman.
1: I'm uh, literally, I got enough stuff inside of me to run the fucking Kentucky Derby. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It, it, it is,
1: uh, I took ivermectin because I am a thoroughbred. Yeah.
3: Abortion movement. You should really analyze that in your human rights groups. That you run as you collect donations from people with your nonprofit. Wow, because you I know, you're right.
2: Something- I'm such a hypocrite. You're just pointing it out. You really support human life so much, don't you? Yeah, yeah you, you believe in human life. You want to support human life until you're actually born. Then, then you're actually living your life. You don't want to do that, though. I also, no, you, she's you like, need-
1: as you collect donations for your nonprofit, people donate a nickel to like, it's yeah, not, yeah, yeah, I know. they're <laughs> collecting $2.75 every month. No one's profiting off abortion. You know. Oh, and
3: extremely I, important to talk about is the right for those black babies to have lives as American oh, citizens. Oh, aren't you the just,
1: wow. The right for right. those black babies to be named Jamiroquai <laughs> or whatever the fuck <laughs> you're naming your black babies. I, I, I hate her doing this. She's essentially the second most powerful person in the house right now.
2: Right I mean, for them to and be And like paid.
1: these are, this is all she does every day. Yeah. It, Talks about like yeah. people pissing on the sidewalk in DC about how like... There's pornographic books in our schools, and you want to sit here and talk about people being murdered? Yeah. Our children's innocence it, it, are being it, murdered. It, it's not pornographic, actually. It's, yeah, it's- Born. Uh,
3: yeah. The right for them to be given a chance to live as free Americans instead of murder. You think this is funny, Ms. Spitalnik? Is this funny to you? Yeah, it is. Is babies is. being murdered in the womb funny to you? Because you're smirking and laughing. you like, no,
1: you sound like a fucking idiot you sound. Why don't like, you
3: just say that? You
1: sound like Dwight Yoakam. You
3: <laughs> at me right now. What's
5: because you're an right idiot? Me.
2: That's the reason why.
5: For the black people, and Hispanic people, and Jewish people, and Muslim people who have been murdered in synagogue, in church, in super- this is
1: fucking great. Yeah, yeah. Does she just shut her down.
5: by white supremacy. Well,
1: she tries to fucking. Yeah. She she says. All of the mass shootings in 2022 were committed by right wing extremists. Yeah. And then Marjorie Taylor Greene tries to go, like, Well, what about Nashville? That person was a leftist who didn't identify as either gender. And then she goes, I, She goes, that mass shooting happened in 2023. I said that every mass shooting yeah. in 2022. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Are you aware She'll trip that, up.
3: That yeah. all colored people are murdered. Uh, that, is, that is a fact. All colored that people? Well, <laughs> Color person has been murdered. That that's not unusual. It's not just that people of color are murdered. White people are murdered too. Murder is not just for minorities. That may be a shock to you because you seem to dive. Deeply into all kinds.
1: It's that of argument of like, well, more white people are killed. Well, because yeah, there's, there's, more, there's people, more white people, which
2: but then it goes it goes against them thinking that blacks are taking That's over. More, you know what I mean? It's the same it's logic. All this it's the
1: same logic of when they try and throw per capita murder rates at you. Well, if you if you look at the per capita, Switzerland's actually more dangerous than the United States. It's like, yeah, because they've had four mass shootings in the history of the world. <laughs> so the one where the guy killed thirty people. Yeah, Yeah, that's going to be more per capita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a smaller country. Yeah,
2: yeah, It's it's, it's
3: misinformation and and uh, seem to be uninformed yourself. But if you're going to talk about white supremacy and abortion, you need to study very hard about who the targets are. And it's not just black women and it's not just black babies. It's Hispanics as well. And I think that's important for you to understand. And if you apparently care about human rights and you care about studying extremism, let's have a little talk about extremism, shall we? Oh, I think that's God, important. God, she is a
2: nasty human being.
3: Hearing is it's all. It's about. called
2: stre- pawning like off her stubbornness as to- of strength.
1: See, that's what uh, H- House Homeland Security Committee holds hearing on far left political violence. Yeah,
3: inform yeah. you. Or maybe you don't know. Oh, this is what she's... I doubt it.
1: Some broad got chased by a fucking leftist. And that's what... Do you agree with that? What happened to this poor girl?
3: You mostly care about white... That's a false
1: equivalency.
2: White
3: wing extremism. But there's quite a pattern of left-wing violent protests oh, on I college know. campuses yes. today. Oh, I know. Yes. Oh, uh, I know. It's Ms. just Gaines out of control, here, was isn't it? A victim of it, it,
2: it it's like Berkeley in 1968. What Gaines, it's just what it is. These
3: trans terrorists chasing her into yeah. a room to support their
5: movement. Terrorists. Trans terrorists. They're the problem. sorry That Ms. Gaines felt threatened and unsafe while she was on a college campus, and that's not acceptable. But again, the statistics tell us that when it comes to politically motivated violence in 2022 every single murder was committed by a right-wing extremist
3: every so, single murder in america was committed by a right-wing extremist every
5: single politically motivated murder was committed by a right-wing
3: extremist are you sure about that i am what a, are you are you aware that the so uh tennessee just like shooter just recently identified as a man and she was a biological woman was she a right-wing extremist you know, as well and you
5: know, lady time has expired i'll allow the witness to answer the question so that was a shooting that happened in 2023 there is no okay. evidence as to what ideology motivated that shooting, and what we do know is that cisgender males are responsible for the vast
1: majority of
5: mass shootings in this country. F- I'm sorry, f- I
3: don't know what a cisgender male is. There's only two two genders. It's male and female. That Actually, would be that's not the that. Truth. So no one knows what a cisgender male is. It's a made up, made up. Unfortunately, uh, ID, ID. ID.
1: you're just a dumb fatty McFat Pants. I don't
2: know, fucking.
4: <laughs>
1: La,
3: la, la, she la,
4: is, la, la, la,
1: la, Yeah, she, she's
2: a nasty human being. She's tough to watch. She's tough to watch. So, yeah, what's going on in this league in TV history? What's, what happened? What happened in the history? Well, in I got to go through
1: TV League.
2: Awesome. It's good. I got to put something on first. Well, we can also find <laughs> another hallmark, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Her nastiness, and then thinking that her, that her logic is, uh, and being righteous in her indignation like that, she's a real nasty human being. There's no doubt about it. You know, it's just... Uh, I, I can't think that's playing well with younger people and younger voters. I got a thing. They look at her and they don't like her. Correct. I would think.
1: Well, the it aber- depends on again, the political spectrum. Yeah. There's yeah. probably young Republicans that fucking like, yeah, there's probably dudes yeah. that are like, I think she's hot, man. I know. I know. <laughs> She'll crush my head like a coconut. <laughs> uh, she's
2: so grotesque. Well, I thought she cheated on her, on her husband. She, she had multiple affairs, I guess. Well, and
1: that Lauren Boebert girl might be like, literally her father might be her uncle or something. Oh like yeah.
2: That. I, if you see her, I mean, she's a, she's, her face looks odd, <laughs> you know? It has a certain, like, there's a, def, like she's deformed or something like, you know, there was an inbreeding going on there, you know, it's just, wow. Yeah, Marjorie Taylor Greene won by like 37% in her, in her district, too. It's like she ain't going anywhere. It's, yeah. What state is she from? Georgia. It's Georgia. Yeah, it, what, what that is, unfortunately, the state of Georgia has a lot more people now, so they got an extra representative, and Michigan lost a representative in the last centen, uh, uh, census. And, and her district was a brand new district of far northwestern uh, Georgia, near like the Tennessee and uh, Alabama border, that kind of tri state area. I think it's the 10th district of uh, Georgia. And so it's a new, new district and, and whatever she's, 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 she's not like the second most powerful politician in the fucking house of representatives. She's
1: like in the line for like the, in the chain of command, right? Oh, absolutely.
2: That was the deal that had to be struck with Kevin McCarthy in order for him to become the speaker. He's like, okay. And she wanted, and so she fought for him because she knew she was going to have a voice and and status in the next. uh,
1: So here's how the TV league is stacking up right now Yellowstone reigning supreme at number one. I like this. It looks like this is going to hold. Yeah, the Heisler Television Championship Series. Look for you, man. Good for you. Uh, Last of Us makes its way up, sitting pretty at number two. That's impressive. Only nine episodes and it wow. outpaced all of these shows. Grey's Anatomy has 200 episodes, Yellowstone's in the hundreds. Game of Thrones has close to 100 plus House of the Dragon. Rick and Morty's got hundreds of episodes. Uh, the, the big one is the NBA. I mean, the NBA playoffs has been huge ratings. Like NFL, oh, yeah. with the weekend games have been getting NFL level viewings. I, I've actually They been, need to watch on their ass the National Football League, dude. These NBA fucking, yeah. these NBA gangsters are coming for them. I tell
2: you what, I... Uh I like watching the NBA playoffs. I've enjoyed it. It's been, them. I mean, it's you know, been not a lot of them, but I've watched some of
1: ratings it. and even Google trends. Like everybody's talking about the NBA. I mean, also John ja Morant waved a gun on Instagram. Yeah. So that probably helped things. Wow. Um, <laughs> what a
2: life. John ja Morant is an amazing basketball player, but God, you watch it. Now I, again, I'm so old. Everyone looks so out of control and spastic, you know, but they're also like freakishly good athletes at the same. It's a, it's a bizarre combination. I watched the Celtics heat game yesterday uh pretty much pillar to post you know which i, I haven't done that with a basketball game i hate in,
1: the miami in, year, in years yeah it's bizarre they've like I, I don't did they get healthy at the right time like, they just got an amazing coach Spolstra yeah. is like the best coach in the nba yeah he's one of those guys that like he's been with the heat organization since he was like 12 years old yeah started out yep. as like a video assistant and just worked his way up <laughs> yeah like part of pat riley leaving was that like they had to make Spolstra the head coach yeah yeah so he's, he's a weird like basketball savant or something. Too. Oh, yeah. 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 So the show that good. scored points, uh, yeah. Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story took 50 points. Oh, a
2: Bridgerton story. Another 50
1: for Shondaland. This is the same lady who makes Grey's Anatomy makes these Bridgerton shows. Wow. Which is like a real set of books. Then we had Sweet Tooth and Firefly Lane taking 40 and 35 points. Uh, Love and Death took number one on HBO Max. Second place finished for The Last of Us. Third place finished for Barry wonder how much noise Barry's going to make. I feel like that's kind of like not as popular yeah. as it's been. This is the fourth season. I think the final season.
2: Yeah. John Hader is in that. Is yeah. It, or Bill, Bill, Hader, Hader. Bill Hader, John
1: Hader. Mandalorian reigning at number one. Disney's one of those streaming services where like usually one show is number one for a good period of time just because it's either it's either a Star Wars show or just some kid bullshit. Yeah. Like there's no in between. Yeah. They either have yeah. something that like people my age like or it's. Yeah. bluey yeah like shit for children <laughs> so mandalorian's been sitting at number one pretty aggressively yeah, yeah like what absolutely. i'm saying is is yeah. you, you don't have to watch much mandalorian to keep it at number one interesting like all of these pretty much have 2,000 watch minutes like everybody's watching pretty much the same things
2: but yeah what is it for disney is it mandalorian then what else what's, what's the next one what do you mean? It bluey? is it's the Bluey's a cartoon shows. show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I,
1: I can't see it. My eyes. I can't, oh, yeah, okay. That's why, yeah. It's bluey modern family. And then Grey's anatomy almost okay. stuck in there. It was like 10 points off 10 points oh. off the pace here. And we go to Amazon prime, the Citadel show. Amazon prime is really leaning into like the post-apocalyptic adventure type of things of like you have to come to the future and save fucking society
2: (laughs) that whole thing or it's just
1: like some jacked guy stopping the russians how is that like i mean that that has
2: been aren't people sick of that Mm -hmm. storyline you got to go back in time and save this and do you know it's like you're still going for that i don't know that seems to be old hat to me i mean i could still
1: be entertaining kind of but I, i don't know it's just not my thing i guess
2: i gotta Holy go back in shit. time
1: yeah yeah what to, i gotta my camera is like auto focusing aggressively on this i'm gonna change sure. it back to the tv for people sure, no problem man it's all good i understand you gotta do your thing man technical i'm still gonna i'm still gonna Handle. say it but like the yeah. camera is on autofocus and sure. it was like <laughs> yeah like yeah. it was me moving <laughs> the screen was like fucking with the autofocus sure man i get it bud it's all good
3: have. Willie is at risk for kidney and bladder stones
2: and L- look at, at these meals really this food is out. literally like better Same, than like what the homeless limits. eat on a daily basis like, like the food that they oh, get yeah. these dogs is
1: unbelievable well i mean it's real that's the thing about this industry of the like it's not that great it's just they price it high so they yeah. make it like all dog food is made out of fucking meat bits yeah Yeah. Jesus Christ. You know, I'm sure there are
2: people that they feed their dogs steak and shit. I would tell her that. I feel like it's,
1: I mean, it depends. I feel like it could be cheaper if you just feed your dog what you eat every night. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Just like,
1: like, that's how the Mexicans in my family, there was no dog food ever. Yeah. 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 You 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 just made a bunch of whatever was left over. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you ate, you made a plate or a bowl of it for the dog. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That is the Mexican in you, right? Good for you, man. And
1: and I don't think there was ever a dog that died outside of old age. Yeah, yeah. Every dog my grandma had was mangy and flea and 90 years old. (laughs) Look at that jersey. Yeah. That's a a Stan Makita jersey. Yeah,
2: that's that's a Dennis Savard. (laughs)
1: Oh. That's always a staple of these vacation movies too. As he slowly gets more and more unhinged as it yeah, goes on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like the idea that this is all based that he wants to build a fucking pool. In-ground pools were all <laughs> the rage in the uh, '80s, apparently. Absolutely. It, it, it's bizarre for me. I, I don't think you can get a pool made in L.A. like he used to be oh, able to. Oh, it's so many because of the earth. Like you really got to get it passed by the city. There's all sorts of regulations. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, I,
2: when I went out to, um, uh, where's the place they're creating? Oh, Calabasas, a couple years ago. And I went to get this guy's house. It was, a, it was a, a McMansion. He had an amazing pool in his backyard. That's what I thought. When I thought of L.A. as a kid in the 70s and 80s, everyone had a private pool. And that just doesn't happen now. Yeah. You, you, I mean, I, I think you probably can do it. I think it's very expensive. I think it's very expensive to get a pool done here. Like, it's going to cost like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Seriously. They made it so expensive.
1: Interesting point about the TV League here, though. Last of Us and Grey's Anatomy tied at 2,974 points. Hmm. So that gonna be, but it's gonna get separated by tomorrow because there's a new Flicks Patrol list that's about to go final. Okay, tomorrow. Is I love Randy that Quaid? I love that he has turned into this guy. Randy Quaid has turned into this in real life. <laughs> like this is Randy Quaid now. I know, I know. He thinks there's like mm-hmm. elitists that live in the mountains and are murdering fucking celebrities and shit. Yeah, it, it, he calls them the Star Killers. Wow. He's totally gone paranoid, right? Yeah. Like, wow. Like, I think he's even said that, like, you know, those star tours, they're really just mapping out where people live and they're sending people to kill celebrities. Mm. Like, he's totally unhinged. Come on. He probably voted for Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah, he moved to Georgia to vote for Marjorie vote for, Taylor Greene. Yeah. Seven years, he couldn't find a job. What happened to Catherine people? he's been
0: holding They've gone
1: crazy. It is weird. And you know what the big thing is now with the people that are on the right wing and shit is they're like, I didn't change. You changed. I've always been like this. Oh, I've always thought there were only two genders. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, God.
2: Why does again, why does it bother you? It's not affecting your
1: life on a daily basis. You know, why does it? On a daily basis. You know, it's just like, <laughs> you know, I tell you. <laughs> just do your own thing as long as you're not turning me black. <laughs> Yeah, do your hey. It's a free country. As long as you, you don't, don't come at me do. with, as long as you don't come at me with any shoe polish or yeah, anything. So the
2: whole idea of this being a free country is uh, something laughable too. I, oh man, God, Marjorie Taylor Greene. It's just like you know, and, and defending oh, yeah. defending mass shooters in effect, right? Like defending oh, mass yeah. shooters. It's like wow, uh, and, and you know, and that's all part of the equation. That stochastic terrorism is part. of I think of it. it's you so know.
1: hack that they're still so like. Well, the NRA and their money, like who gives a fuck? What, what, what do you mean? Like, like that's still the only reason they won't do anything is because the fucking stupid NRA gives yeah. them money to stay in politics.
2: You know, it wasn't this way 50 like, years to ago. to me, that's
1: almost hack. It's like not, it's like doing the same act yeah. for 20 years. Yeah. Like get a new reason to keep people down.
2: No, but, but the, the, they go to the tried and true. Uh, these are the same things they went with. You know when Nixon uh, became president, and he had his you know uh, you know dirty tricks. You know, yeah. They had a room of dirty tricks. Where, where Rove learned this stuff. Where Roger Ailes learned this stuff. Where Roger Stone did. Roger Stone is a despicable human being. Here's I, one uh, thing I that I feel like. like yeah.
1: And this is where He's a turd. In the one sense where I feel like you should be allowed to be like, how Trump is just out and out racist. Yeah. Because that's kind of what got Nixon caught. Like there was, he was so sure of himself that like, he would say that shit in meetings to where now people just watch what they say. So you can kind of be covertly evil. Yeah. Whereas in the sixties and seventies, you just like, it was like, there weren't as many barriers up. So I feel like it was easier to catch people being pieces of shit back then Back then, as compared to now where like, since it's like, you kind of grow up being like, well, don't show people your true self. To where like you kind of just these people get elected and you're like, oh, this is what you believe? Yeah. Cause yeah. like so much of their life is just like like that one George fucking whatever guy that got caught lying. That
0: guy oh, was in George politics Santos. for years. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then finally he just got caught up in a lie where if we just let people be stupid, yeah, and they would they would get caught so much sooner.
2: Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, dude. It, I, I am just very uh upset. Well, I'm upset, it's just it's just depressing the state of the uh, kind of the political um, thing right now. I just it's it's depressing, you know, and I don't see it improving anytime oh, soon. Definitely. You see, Marjorie Taylor Green. I mean, she yeah, is just vitriolic and digging her heels. And is in that defensive. the where's the
1: beef old lady?
2: No, that, that that's not Clara Peller. Clara <laughs> is that what her name was? Yeah, the where's the beef old lady? Absolutely, Cl- Clara Peller. I remember. weren't her. there a
1: couple where's the beef broads? No,
2: no, it was just her. 1984. Yeah, you know that that was uh, oh, that was wow. the ad. You know, and you know what, you know, you know who had a, a good at uh, Burger King had a uh, Herb. I'm looking, I'm not the Herb you're looking for.
1: Oh, yeah. The and the the, ba- the, 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 wasn't the Super Bowl. He, he was going to Burger, you had to go to Burger King's and spot Herb. Yeah. But wasn't it really just there was a cardboard cutout and you put, you like signed up on it and it was like a giveaway. I, I don't
2: really remember. All I know is that the announcement of kind of who Herb was was done during Super Bowl
1: Twenty with yeah. the Bears beating well, the Patriots. Well, because uh, from the, the what matrix, I heard, I believe. from what I gather is like, <laughs> Herb was going to show up at a Burger King. Yeah, I think And whatever so. Burger King he showed up at, I think whoever won at that store won like, five thousand dollars or some sort of 80s fortune (laughs) exactly but here's what's interesting so here's the week 20 flicks patrol list of the just to get a a sense of what the points are going to be like next time we do an episode 300th episode next time wow um queen charlotte a bridgerton story remains number one and it got bridgerton back up so the original bridgerton took third place off the back of this new Bridgerton oh, show because okay. everyone finished it. Yeah. And they're like, let's just watch Bridgerton. Okay. So like, that's the thing that these streaming shows kind of boost each other. Like when you watch a, a sequel to a show, you're just like, well, that's why game of Thrones is still popular. Yeah. Cause that house of the dragon's good. So now people just, well, now I want to watch well, game of Thrones okay, over again. Okay. Wow.
2: You get a weird bump, like, like an echo or something, yeah. you know, second place
1: on Netflix. I want to read what this is. It's a yeah. movie called, it's a show called black Knight. In a dystopian, this is a South Korean post-apocalyptic sci-fi show. Man. In a dystopian 2071, devastated by air pollution, the survival of humanity depends on the Black Knights, and they're far from your average delivery men. That sounds like the plot to like a fucking beat, like a fucking... Stan Lathan presents Black Knights.
2: Uh, absolutely. I mean, th- that same plot has been done for 50 years. Well, you know? Korea's
1: behind. Do you know how in Asia they're still driving <laughs> 60s cars? No, I, I think that the Korea, I think, is pretty sophisticated and advanced. Cuba was always where I, where whenever they would show pictures of Cuba, they were driving fucking Yugos from 1955. Well,
2: well yeah, well, yeah. They're, they're driving like all those cars in the late 50s, which is bizarre. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. You know, like they've been so cut off from global trade, you know, uh, Yeah.
1: Trying to think if there's anything. Ooh, bluey kind of Mandalorian fell hard. See what I'm talking about? So Mandalorian last week was number one for Disney Plus. This week it fell to fourth. And, and why is that? You think? Just because people are done with it. Yeah. Like it's the season's been over for about a month now. Uh, okay. It really wasn't as popular as the other two seasons. So I feel like the just the run is over. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Modern Family took second. Grey's Anatomy looks like it's gonna sneak into third place here. Mm. Grab a thirty-five points. Hmm. Miss Maisel came up into second place for Amazon. I know people who like that show. It's a great show. Yeah. They're also doing something that I didn't kind of no one has utilized since Lost is the flash forward. Like I guess in the new oh. season of Miss Maisel, the narr- like the whole core narration is like this 60 minutes interview from 1990 or something like that. And it's like about, they kind of as the season's going on, this interview she does for 60 minutes kind of fills in the timeline of like Here's like, I guess she becomes this huge star. She gets married four different times. Like they show her kids as adults and shit like that. Cause this is the final season. So they're like closing off all of the fucking storylines and I hope they do the thing. So in season two, I think it was cause her and Lenny Bruce are boys at the beginning of the show. Like that's really, they position her as like the Uh, female female equivalent of Lenny Bruce. So like her and Lenny Bruce are boys and there's this great scene where she's about to go into a hotel and she, and he's just like, all right, I'll see you. And then like they walk away and I go, that should be the last time she ever sees Lenny Bruce. Yeah. Cause he just randomly dies. And this, so far she hasn't come across Lenny again since oh, season two. Interesting. So I hope it, like the next time she sees Lenny Bruce is at his funeral. Is this funeral. loosely
2: based on a true story or something? Or, no. Or,
1: or, I mean, the, it's or, based, they use that era, yeah. but like Miz, M- Midge Maisel did not exist. Yeah, exactly.
2: Something's going on. I can't quite understand. What do you okay. mean? Just in the world, like, like, in the zeitgeist, you know, like, like that story and kind of like the, the structure of it, like it, it, that it's appealing, you know, and I like that going forward in time. That's a well, great idea. it also that, that, ties it a in very is, good idea. it's
1: got the fan base of the Gilmore girls because the lady who created the Gilmore girls created Maisel. So okay. it's got that same sort of like quick witty dialogue thing that yeah. like like a adult CW type of shows. Like if Dawson's Creek was for adults, that's yeah. what Miss Maisel would be. Okay. And okay. like people love the twenties kitsch. People love period pieces. Now Yeah, the period yeah. piece is always popular. Absolutely. If you can, in the nineties, right. it was the 1700s Romeo and Juliet. And now <laughs> the period piece is like the twenties to the nineties. Yeah. It's like the new period piece. Yeah,
2: Absolutely. You know, it's well, for me in the 90s,
1: it was reflecting back on the 70s. Yeah, I mean, my entire act confused. was about that.
2: I mean, yeah, it was like this. Again, I felt like I missed out on a giant. How many party. jokes about
1: the bicentennial did you uh, have? Well,
2: I, my, whole, like, my whole my whole my whole my whole like, you know, wah wah guitar bit that that was my go to for the first three or four years. I did stand up, you know, and I would it with the se- I make 70s references. Hey, <laughs> it's got 10 sides. It's a decagon. We're going to go metric. Did you ever, you know, did like, you I, ever reference? Did you ever reference Thin Lizzy? No, I didn't. But but I did reference uh, Legionnaires' disease. Hey, I, 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 don't, I don't even feel think like, that exists anymore. I, I, I feel kind of sick right now. I I hope I'm not coming down with a serious case of Legionnaires' disease. <laughs> I mean, that was my hat. And i go, wow. I had this like <laughs> wah-wah wom- guitar that I would do. That was my hook. And I would kill with that Sometimes, Also, other times, I completely bombed. I did that one time at a sold-out show at the Improv that I almost wept after the set. I did not weep, but I almost wept. It's the closest I ever came to tears. I was fighting, but I had a big, giant lump in my throat. I was fighting it hard. You know? So I'm
1: going to run through some TV. Some I'm changing up how we do TV history a little bit because I found a good list of that shows you different years. Sure. So I'm going to name off random years from this week in TV history. And okay. anytime you catch something that you want to watch, we'll watch it. Sure. So Tuesday, May 16th, 2023. This is that okay. day in TV history in 1958 final episode of adventures of wild bill hickok aired Nah. 65 the rolling stones appeared with chuck berry on the television show hollywood agogo wow 65 the beach boys appeared on the ed sullivan show and performed help me Rhonda." never was a beach boys guy
2: yeah uh, my, my line about the beach boys is if they would have done two tours in vietnam they would have turned into ccr we That's make what a big
1: happened. jump <laughs> 1995 the final episode of in the heat of the night aired
2: oh with uh with, with howard jr yeah yeah exactly
1: and then in 1997, the final episode of Baywatch Nights aired. That, that's the leading candidate. Uh, and then we have Thursday, March 18th. Uh, I'll skip to 78 because that's more your, your speed. The final episode of Beretta aired. 1985, Nightline aired from a remote location for the first time. The location was in South Africa. Yeah. 1990, yeah. the movie Return to Green Acres aired. Yeah. 98, the final episode of Murphy Brown aired. Uh, And then just interesting in 1952, the first time previews of unreleased motion pictures are televised Wow! in 1952. Before then, it was only before movies. Uh,
2: uh, How about the Baywatch? The Baywatch Baywatch Nights? Yeah, man. There was Baywatch Nights. It's a spinoff. I'm sure Hasselhoff made a bunch of money on that. Hasselhoff's had a pretty good career
1: oh yeah like even it. through the fall i mean he even turned that fucking wendy when he was dripping the wendy's burger all drunk that turned out good for him wow remember that wow when he was eating man. the burger off the yes, floor and his, and his fucking daughter doxed
2: him and Ooh. shit and he was like just totally shit face wasted what <laughs> what do you want like it was just a series of grunts he couldn't put words together Ooh, i i, I don't i don't like getting that drunk I think about that, Keith. I used to be able to party that hard, and and I don't anymore, which is a good thing. I don't know if I can find the full episode. Just to get that drunk? I I can't do that. I mean, alcohol is poison in the long run, right? Oh, it's pretty bad for you. You know, it's not, I mean, it's, and and I've drank a lot of it, man. You know, so it's like, whatever. Whatever.
1: I mean, not that I... Well, the thing about alcohol is your body rebounds. Like, it's, it's when you drink it consistently every day. Yeah. Like, you can go pretty hard on your body every weekend. Yeah. Uh,
2: well, I pretty much have. I mean, not recently, of course, but when I was younger, every weekend. I also
1: think it's age. Like, yeah. as you get older, your body just doesn't recover. Yeah, absolutely. Like, your cells literally don't reproduce anymore. Yeah. yeah. Well, I heard from someone that when you start turning, I think when you turn 30, your cells stop reproducing yeah so like she i remember this girl said that's why old people smell bad like their insides are literally rotting
2: <laughs> I, I don't know if that's
1: <laughs> no it's like you start you once you turn i think it's like in your 30s you start decomposing it's yeah. slow yeah but like humans start decomposing at like age 30 Oof. so like by the time you're 80 your insides are literally like <laughs> shit well hopefully you've eaten well I've
2: been going through a kick, too, of, like, uh, you know, what am I going to eat here? How am I changing my diet up a little bit? Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but I went to Disneyland on Wednesday.
0: No, <laughs> I didn't know my notice. girlfriend, you know. That's and, dope. Uh,
2: and, you know, I ate, like, a bunch of, fr- like, you know, fried Elephant food and stuff. Elephant ears and shit. And, like, and uh, I had to run to the bathroom at the end of it because I, I cannot handle it anymore. I cannot eat, like... Real carb-rich food, I can't do it.
1: Fucking popsicles, it, go, it
2: goes right through me, you know. So I, I just. think thing do it, it didn't happen
1: when you were on a ride. Did you oh, guys hit dude. the teacups or anything? Well,
2: here's what we here's what we did. The two best rides were the uh the uh, Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run, and then also the uh, Star Tours, which were basically two star. All it is, you sit in a chair. You don't go on a roller coaster. They put the screen up and the they move you around and they, they jostle you around in the chair and stuff and have wind go past. And then they use you know. it's basically like a movie that's right in front of you 10 feet away and you're doing these, you know, dips and turns and it's, it's very motion oriented. Well, I was doing that for one of the rides and I was like, I'm starting to fucking get sick, man. That's how fucking old I am.
1: Yeah. Like I I never was, I never liked spinny rides. I can do roller coasters and like drops. I can't do spins.
2: I can't do teacups. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to do that either. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. I used to love when I was a kid, Oh my, I would just wait in line to go on the, I'd go on roller coasters three, four times, oh, yeah. uh, you know, a, a, a trip to six. Uh, six I
1: mean, lines. when they built, it's kind of jank, but when you've went to a carnival that had a roller coaster, that was a game changer.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. I uh, was You're a like, this town end. is coming up. Yeah. I used to love going to those shitty, shitty I lived in an fairs. apartment
1: complex that had a kiddie land across the street from it yeah. and it had a rickety giant roller coaster that I remember like just loving yeah, and then yeah. years later, I remember driving past it being like, that is a tetanus cage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that is a hazard. Like, why was I? It just looks so bad. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And then I'm when sure. I was younger, it looked so tall. And then you grow up and you're like, this thing's like 30 feet in the oh, air. Oh, I
2: know. I know. Absolutely. Absolutely. So here
1: is yeah. a li- I can only get a minute and 54 of it. Haven't found the full episode. This That's is okay. Season 10 finale, Mitch's death.
2: Perfect amount of time. It was David Hasselhoff. Perfect amount.
1: Of time. And then I'll Google. We'll, we'll and we'll watch some other stuff. Uh oh, this is the is deep, get... the deep
2: sea now, diving. Now here's portion. my thing:
1: Is he going to get it by a normal sea creature, or are they going to go some sort of weird mutant fish?
2: No, here, uh, uh, there's going to be someone who kills him down. There's another person. It's another person.
1: Steve Irwin's wearing a fucking stingray <laughs> tail.
2: His fucking death was pretty rough.
1: Oh yeah! Apparently there was video of it too that Ooh. they that they like destroyed immediately Ugh. upon Did he die in the late
2: ni- no no in like no. the early
1: two thousands? Yeah, early yeah. to mid two thousands. I even think maybe late like oh six oh seven. Yeah, exactly. Because he was around for a while. I remember Bill Maher was Steve Irwin for Halloween with the fucking stingray thing out of his chest, and everyone was like offended. By one him. of the, I remember that was one of the early before canceling was canceling. It was just like people were upset at Bill Mar. Yeah.
2: Oh, don't touch that! Watch that shell! Oh, he blows up! Is this like a nuclear bomb or something? <laughs> look at this shit! Is this fucking...
1: I love how they used, clearly used nuclear test footage. Jesus Christ! Oh, the boat! You gotta look get on your... But look how sexy they're dressed! Exactly. Oh dude. What's your uh Baywatch was hot. We're going to disarm a bomb. Wear <laughs> the sexiest things possible. <laughs> Look they're not, they're they're very orgasmic in their terror. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <sighs> they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're gathering themselves.
1: Look at how looks like she's fucking taking it up the fucking That's when you know you have no budget. Like you can do, and then they're just like, "I can't believe he's gone." Exactly.
2: I like it. Got to work with what you got, no, man. Can survive that kind of explosion. Are they gonna go down there?
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa! That'd whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa,
1: whoa. be funny if it was just Hasselhoff's severed head <laughs> floating.
0: Yeah,
2: sea creatures are eating. Looks like somebody's it. dive bag. Uh, yeah, I think. It, God, God, this is great. It's amazing. So who's the dude with the tie? Is that the dude who was in a fucking LA log with like the development of disabled guy?
5: Oh my God, Mitch Buchanan. Oh my God,
2: they showed it. Is that it's Bill? Funny if this is, is that the, Bill Romanowski? He's just like. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. <laughs> former linebacker of the Broncos. I watched Super Bowl 32 in the fourth quarter this week. Oh, yeah? Before, which was the. Packer oh, I Broncos, think I was watching that too, yeah. A chunk of the anime. It was uh, Al or uh, uh, Frank McGuire was one of the announcers he went, uh, Dick Emberg and Phil Sims. It was a weird crew.
1: This, I have to show this. The, this is good, of this good. History, Speaking of TV history, I have to go back to YouTube. I don't know why I did that. It's okay. I watched something the other day. We're not going to watch all of it, but there's this guy that filmed, he, uh, he put together. Every broadcast from like 1978, but week by week, so it's a 10 hour video of every broadcast from week one, 1978. Wow. Let me go to my history because yeah. I was watching this and I was like, I wonder if this is when Crow was like watching NFL games. Oh,
2: oh, 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 dude, I, I, I go down the rabbit hole with NFL film, NFL stuff like this all the time. there's these great condensed versions of games that are like eight to 10 minutes long, like games from 1989, games from 1997. You can watch condensed versions of all the big plays. It's great. Yes. Because I can, oh, I've watched this. I've watched this. Yeah, I've watched this. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And the
1: reason is because of that new Chuck rule. They can't hold him. I mean, the hits are just like they're punching people. Oh, like it's not oh. a tackle. You're like oh, poof, palm striking people <laughs> dude, on the dude, way down. Dude,
2: if you watch this, it is it's vi- I, it's been great. I, I love watching because it's it's truly violent. You know? I mean, there was CTE. Who gives a shit, man?
4: Oh. oh.
2: oh. And oh, then oh Oh yeah, he's Kicked
1: oh, yeah. in the groin on the, the way down. They're
2: playing Seattle. Yeah, uh, Seattle's still an expansion team. It's their third year in the league. That they're coming off a five and nine.
1: When did season. they draft Mark Maguire? Oh, dude, that was the like seven fucking, foot two quarterback. That was like ninety three. He it, was like he's fifteen tall. years after this man.
2: Also, when you watch them, you look at them. I mean, guys aren't as big, but you can. It, it's.
1: I was watching yeah, this yeah. and what do you to think? me, they look, this is the most modern looking I've ever seen in old game. Like these players look yeah. like just the pads. I feel like this was the beginning of like the modern style face mask. We're because Terry Bradshaw used to just have the one bar yeah, and, 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 and he's now a, he's got the full yeah, one. Yeah, well, like the, I feel like this was a real change in equipment. Uh, the late 70s and evolution started
2: to happen. Seventy-eight's totally different than 73. That's the reason why I like watching because this is the football I first got exposed to. So it actually looks a little better. You so know what you I don't mean?
1: really remember. I mean, you do, but you don't really remember goalposts at the front of the end. No, zone. no, no, no. The
2: 73 was the last year of that. Sef, but I remember straight on kickers. Errol Mann, Fred Cox. flat the flat-toed boot. Mark Mosley, uh, Jim Bakken. I mean, there Back was a bunch of flat they
1: would, Boot the ball barefoot.
2: Yeah, I remember that. That was Tony Franklin, Mike Lance, Rich Carlos. That was more of an 80s thing. Started in the late 70s, though, too. It started to become much more of a... This is the Pack and the Saints. Yeah, but I like how they play. Yeah. Well, we've come to the end of the first quarter here at Three Rivers Stadium, a quarter in which the Seahawks have moved
5: it up and down the field. But as you see, no score. We'll be back with the second quarter. Look at those graphics,
1: man. God, they're great. I,
5: I've you said know, this before. Look basketball. at
1: old Lambeau. Oh, no, no. The, that's County Stadium. Oh, okay. That's the Brewers play. They oh, yeah. They play one game a year there, right?
2: No, they play three or four. And then that changed in 94. In 94, they went, no, we're going to go all back in Lambeau. RG Manning. Because sort of getting good enough. Yes, yeah, is Man- Manning. Different type of quarterback than his... Uh,
1: Was that really why? Because like they weren't good enough where Green Bay just didn't care, so they had to go to Milwaukee to like draw oh, crowds? get some
2: crowds, absolutely.
1: I mean, Green Bay stunk. They stunk they were a
2: terrible f- this is a battle of bad football teams of that era these were both just bad was so gonna football be a teams. six to
1: three fucking no miserable. no it, it
2: actually was a high scoring game the pack, the pack won like 32 to 27 but there's like mistakes and stuff and you know
3: linebacker does a great play Oh, that's Hank Stram.
2: Hank Stram had been fired because because the Saints were the first team to lose to the Buccaneers, and Hank Stram got fired after that in 77. Oh, yeah. So he's an announcer right now. It's Hank Stram. Hank Stram
1: seems like the kind of guy that gets fired for slurring it up a little bit.
2: Well he, well, he also, he was just, I mean, his reference points. Look at Manning going deep. Oh, Childs was a good, Childs is a decent tight end for them. Childs was decent.
1: There were some good tight ends back then. I love that the collar. On the pads, yes. The roll, the roll. That yeah. was always the sign of like a headhunter. Oh yeah. To me, the guy's wearing those. Like that's a man who leads with the crown. Did you know? Who did that? Jack Tatum. Yeah. The, the
2: assassin. He wrote a. Wait, well, I don't think All he wrote right. it. There was a book written about him called Assassin.
1: Did Sloth from the Goonies wear the fucking neck roll?
2: Uh, I think Matuzak did. Yeah. Matuzak was a great football player. He's big, big. Like he probably weighed like two eighty, and that was very big for that era. I feel like you can start to see some of the size here a little bit. Like, you can definitely see, like the, like, the linemen are getting to 260, 270 yeah. at this point. It's not like 230 pounds like 1966, you know what I mean? Like, guys are starting to get bigger now. I think training tactics and techniques got better. They became year-round football players more.
1: When you know. do you remember, two questions, when do you remember, or was it always like this? When, I feel like now more than ever, people focus on who the coordinator is. Of a football team is oh yeah like when you were younger was it into like who the next great coaches who was no. who are the young coordinators around the league no that
2: was not discussed like when it do you the think great that head started coach.
1: I think I say the nineties with Gruden and like the the fucking Holmgrim tree
2: probably I mean if if it would be the eighties who would it or be? Bill Walsh Bill Walsh because he had a lot know. of
1: coaches that like the the coaching tree oh
2: absolutely Bill Walsh well and th- that was very much. A, a you know the, the baton was passed from the Steelers and the Cowboys to the 49ers. It was deemed a very modern offense. A very modern offense. Uh we basically throw the running backs a lot, which the Vikings always did. Yeah. Never given the credit for the Vikings, God, this was yeah, the Steelers win this game. Steelers won the Super Bowl this year. They were fourteen and two. It's one of the best teams in, in football history. As this team, they had great players. They really did.
1: Four. They Randy won four Grossman. Super Bowls in six years, right? Yeah. And yeah. But, and then the Cowboys won it the years the Steelers didn't win uh, it. The right?
2: Steelers won it twice, and then the uh, Dolphins won it twice in the seventies. And Steelers won it. Steelers won it four times. Dolphins went twice Cowboys How went twice. annoyed were you in the 70s
1: Paid that you were all like of them Cuz you were like there's three good teams like almost to, I would be like football's not even fun to watch cuz like well, there's three good teams What
2: it was there were three divisions that was six total divisions three in each conference and there was one dominant team in each division So in the NFC East it was the Cowboys in the NFC Central it was the Vikings. In the NFC West, it was the Rams. AFC West was the Raiders. Central was the, pa- was the uh, Steelers. And then the East was pretty much the Dolphins early on. Dolphins sucked in the late, or mid, mid-70s. All those guys hated Shula, so they all left.
1: Well, didn't you say you know? that was kind of the impetus of your Viking fandom is you kind of were like, they were the best team in the NFC. They like, were your, great. Your brother was the AFC, so you <laughs> wanted to pick the best team in the NFC. Well, I
2: mean, I just liked them because of their colors, but also they were a good team. They were, t- but they, but they were at the tail end of their greatness when I started cheering for them. Their true greatness was like three, four, five years earlier, before I was aware of it. Their last hurrah was the '77 season. This was Tarkenton's last year, was '78. He shattered the rec.
1: His records weren't broken in, until 20 years later. That's man. also wild. 20 years. Tarkenton was kind of a veteran by the time you even got to him. Oh, he was at the end of he his career. He played with like fucking Y.A. Tittle and shit. well I mean, yeah, I mean,
2: uh, yeah exactly. He, he he played in '61. You didn't,
1: know, when he when they traded him to the Giants, didn't he literally? Take over for like YA Tittle or something like that. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and he was
2: a quarterback for five years. Yeah. Vikings getting him back. They went to the Super Bowl three in the next four years. He was a little little Bradshaw
1: ish, where like it took him six years to become good, right? Well, I mean, he was, his game was running
2: and was scrambling, scrambling. I mean, he would, he would keep plays alive for early in his career. He was like the guy's literally are taking a knee while they're going after him. They're taking a knee because he's literally keeping it alive. The baseball diamond. And, And so, in a way, he was kind of like Michael Vick in that sense. But his, uh, it was more frenetic. He wanted to run to get open to pass. He knew passing was still the way to actually score. You know, what I noticed about his games, I've, uh, I've watched a bunch of them, you know, the, the late 70s, 77, 78. What was good about him, and he was a good quarterback, he, ma- he called his own plays. He managed a game very well at the end. Like he, and he would always take the right shot downfield. They had good receivers, you know, and say so he, was, he was a good quarterback. He truly was. I like,
1: love that you can send, this is when you can send a kicker corkin. Like, yeah, this bad. was this would
2: have been roughing the Kicker so bad. Oh, yeah. Well, I think he's acting there, too. A lot of Hollywood in that one. Roughing the
0: Kicker. Marty oh. recovered. And, then,
2: and, then, and then, I remember, yeah, because he scores. Okay. I think he scores here. Or, or, or this game was like a bad, it was a poorly executed game. An New Orleans.
5: Go ahead.
2: It was Bart to Starr. I love that music.
5: Pass Swan. And watch where he
4: throws it. No one can get it except Lynn. And that's the Do important you know, thing. That's John
2: Brody. John Brody was like a was very much a voice of like that was a top line and NBC uh, it was Merlin Olsen and Dick Emberg but then John Brody was like one notch below them like it was the second team you know my
1: dream is to go back in time and become a collar commentator and just talk about all the things that are going to happen to the players that's (laughs) Lynn Swan going to be accused of the varsity blues scandal in 2017 at USC he's going to allow celebrities to pay off well you know sports scholarships the poster child of CTE
2: was was the center jack the lambert it was no was it was uh mike webster okay Lam- yeah lambert was, he was
1: the first cte guy absolutely, right? absolutely absolutely didn't he like got like his he had like no nfl pension oh he and was, then he dies and he like his family sued the nfl right he, he
2: was living and literally living in a van down by the river he's living in a truck his ct was so bad that in order to fall asleep he had to tase himself holy like, shit and to, to fall asleep like that's how bad it was for him
1: that's Extreme Michael J. Ja- I'm sure Jackson oh. fucking went through that. He probably yeah. couldn't yeah. take the tase. He had to be subdued,
2: and so he he would do that. But he his brain. I think he was only 52, and his brain was just like it had shrunk by like 30 percent or something. I mean, it was not good. You know, he was in rough shape. You know, and he and went to the doctor. What's going on? Like he, you know, he, he was going crazy. I mean, Junior Sale, they all killed themselves. Oh yeah, because they realized this sucks. This <laughs> consciousness. I mean, Mel I mean, Blount. Mel Blount. Was Blount. A, Great football player. I truly see these. These are the Steelers I remember. I don't remember the first two. These are the ones I remember, actually. This, them, and the Cowboys were the team in the late 70s. Yeah. The two teams and 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 the LA Rams for one year. uh, The Rams were decent, but the Vikings owned the Rams. The Vikings dominated them. They
1: did. Because every era has, like in the 80s, a lot of the end, like the Blackhawks were good, never could beat the Oilers. Yeah. What was the team that couldn't beat? The Raiders, the team that couldn't beat the Steelers, uh, like uh, the,
2: the Oilers, could not beat the Steelers. Right, they were in the championship game back. So to they back should years have, have won Campbell. some Super Bowls. They if, they, if they Cam- could have got past it, they had one. Play, they had Earl Campbell, who was. You know, a great running back, you know, but that was it, you know. So, they that was the one thing they couldn't get through. The Raiders uh, couldn't win the big game, they used to choke all the time when they played Unless the Vikings. They played the Vikings yeah. <laughs> when, when they played the Vikings, that was the thing. It was like, well, who's gonna win? Because this both teams choke all the time, yeah, you know. And and I, as I said before, Super Bowl eleven, it was 0 0 at the end of the first quarter. Vikings blocked a punt and got the ball at the two yard line. And then fumbled two plays and later. That's like a
1: precursor. That's like and an and omen.
2: It's just like if they score a touchdown there, they were never ahead in their Super Bowls. Like when I watch these games, you can tell the Steelers were a better football team than the Vikings. They just simply were. The Vikings played them and beat them in the regular season. Some back then. That's what was so frustrating: is the Vikings would beat the Steelers and the Dolphins and the Chiefs in the regular season when those teams were you know, were very good teams. They just couldn't do it in the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, they were really outclassed. They really were. Their D-line was – the Vikings' D-line was great, and that was taken out by better offensive lines, and that was it. They, could, they just couldn't do what they normally did. You know. And their offense could not move consistently. Dick Nolan – you know, that, that's, that's Mike Nolan's father. The oh, guy, no shit. The, yeah, yeah. You
1: know, for a while, for me, the team that couldn't beat – yeah. for me, it was the Packers in the yeah. 90s. They oh, were And the 49ers yeah. were like, they can't beat the fucking Packers. Yeah. And then the Steelers were always the team that like – Almost there every year. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The, they choked a lot like, in championship Yeah, the, in the early Bill Cowher years.
2: Absolutely. I mean, they choked like three or four times. You know, and then they,
1: they went to the Super Bowl in 95, didn't have a chance. Yeah, exactly. They're playing a superior team, coached by a certified
2: moron, Barry Switzer.
1: But, you know? but so, here's where I think it was good, actually like good for Bob. my fandom. I feel yeah. like in the late 90s is when the NFL wanted to start doing the whole parody thing. Where well, they're like, like, we like, we don't really want. A team to dominate so i can't like i was thinking about it there really isn't a team in my era that like oh they just couldn't get past this team because every team is bad every five years
2: yeah like there's no we're in the era of the chiefs right now yeah obviously they're the dominant team it's the evolutionary leap i think you're right this the pair this is pre-free agency so if you can just assemble if if you had two or three shitty drafts your team was fucked yeah. You know, live off the scraps of other teams. Guys who got cut. The Vikings used to feed these teams all the time because they had good players. Speaking of, I'm going to go And, this. and so, so, I mean, you didn't, uh, if you were stuck this. in a run, if, if you had two or three good drafts in a row, your team was going to be good for a while then because it wasn't free agency. Major difference.
1: Major difference. You know. and don't you think 1991 week 13 oh, I, Dolphins at Bears? I remember this game.
0: Well,
2: week week thir- 13? Early oh, on yeah. V- I Want hate it. to
1: rewind it. 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 Vesty Jackson stunk. Vesty Jackson Vesty stunk. This was still like Singletary was still on the, look at Stinson, yeah. Trace they Armstrong. Still the fridge. They still had McMichael. They still had Fridge. Had Singletary. Had Singletary had dent, dent. A lot of that defense.
2: Oh, oh listen, the, the 95, the 85 Shawn team. Gale. The '85 team still had uh, roots in like '92. I was just Did they mention yeah. in
1: this. Yeah, Mike Ditka got a $100,000 contract. Has become a millionaire many times over since then.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he he knew how to self-promote, man. I mean, he knew it
1: well. Reggie Roby from the University of Iowa. Look at that punt. That's a 1970s release on that punt, dude. Dude, he was a good punter. Look at fucking Waddle. Is that? W- <laughs>
5: 36 on the Bears. Isn't, isn't the
1: coach's uh, son
2: in law or something? Fucking
1: Adam or, Lee's running around
2: on this team. No, God, no. <laughs> I've been watching some of those the uh, Those eighty, the 83 Bears beat the Vikings in Minnesota. I watched that. It was the first time they've won in Minnesota since 71. Holy shit. They had lost 12 years in a row in Minnesota. That's how dominant Minnesota was. But, you know, the, this was like the Vikings were like a mediocre well, this year. 91. They were this was the first Denny.
1: One, no, they didn't have Denny Green yet. 92.
2: Stanford. And he learned his football. Uh, the Bears beat the Vikings the twice. This
1: was year. it wasn't Steckel as the coach? No, had, who no. was their coach?
2: Oh, it was oh, Jerry Burns, Burnsy, who has had one has one of the greatest
1: meltdowns in Hell yeah. I, I mean, like uh, like whatever the cut. Lee, Lee, Lee El- Elia. Yeah, it's literally on that, that level. Look at that gun! Look at him go! Down
0: there, and oh, oh.
1: Just almost throws a pick. That's so Bears in my life. Yeah. Is the attempt to be progressive. Yeah. But then just laying it up for a pickoff. That is so Bears. Wow. That one pass encapsulates the Bears' offense to Man, me. Man, the attempt is made, yeah. but the talent and execution is He's nowhere there. there. Yep.
2: Dude, that is I'm spoiled by that with the Vikings.
1: The passing game was yeah. always there. Well, Chris Carter and Randy Moss, Ma- And even, even Sammy White, Anthony. Tarkenton Carter and Amar had an Rashad. arm.
2: He had a good enough arm. He did, although by '78, like in '76, Keith, he threw eight eight picks. In '78, his last year, he threw 32. He threw 32 picks in '78. It's because his arm was turning into mush. He was 39. He was a small guy. Was that Neil Anderson?
0: Yeah, yeah. It was. yeah. I looked his stats up He's today. He's
1: Florida shit. He had like 5,000
2: yards. He was a decent. His high water mark was actually 89. 89, he had he had 15 touchdowns. He ran for 11 and, and caught for four. They went to the NFC title yards. game
1: in, nine, in 89, right? And uh, they, got, yes. they got blown out by the fucking 49ers. Nine, nine, exactly.
2: That, that was the true last hurrah of the 85 Bears. That was the true last hurrah.
1: They also, because of Ditka not knowing how to manage the offense, absolutely should have beat the Redskins in 1987. Well, both those years, they should have beaten them. You know, I mean, they lost them back-to-back you don't, years. You don't let Dave Craig fucking beat you. <laughs>
2: well, no, no, they had a... I think it was Doug Williams, but then they had fucking Doug Flutie playing. It's like, let fucking Zack play. Yeah, He's been there for three years. You know, I mean, he knows the system And then a the bit. next
1: year on Monday Night Football, it was Bears versus Giants. The last two years, Super Bowl champions against each other.
2: That was my first day of college, Keith. My dad That's had that game on tape.
1: That's the year you were Mike born. Mike Tomzak lit it up that yeah, game absolutely Very
2: my roommate lost his virginity Virginia. that night maury
1: buford <laughs> still on the squad Chris i had to hear it, it was terrible i remember maury buford. i remember my dad said like otis wilson they lost uh, uh wilbur marshall he, left uh, he, uh, he, it, got, he signed with the raiders that no oh, with the redskins
2: that was a huge loss people underestimate that loss he was a great football. Their their linebacking core was amazing. They, them losing Willie Galt didn't help either. He t- they still had, like, Dennis Gentry on this team. Yep. And fucking, like, McKinnon or whatever. Was it McKinnon or... Who was the one guy? This was the
1: era of the white oh. wide receiver. Oh, yeah, yeah. Steve Stenstrom or whatever the fuck. No, he was a quarterback. But they have a they have a another white another runner. white. Who's the guy with the black? He played in the Super Bowl. He had the black Look shoes.
2: Look they have three of the four guys in the eighty five team. Trace Armstrong was a good player. Did you like Trace Armstrong?
1: Oh yeah. I only know him on the Viking on the Dolphins, though. You I don't, know him I don't, on the Bears? Nope. Oh, this is before my memory. I remember that he was a Robert, bear.
2: And then they have Morrissey, Donnell Wolford, Sean Gale, Yeah, the Carrier. my Carrier, I remember.
1: Good. Carrier was on the team in '95. Yeah, he,
2: he was a decent enough player. I would imagine this is like his rookie year. Yeah, yeah, or second year. I think he was a rookie in '90. So it's early in his career. Look at Marino getting away though. He was. now for Clayton. Oh, he had a good arm. He had a good arm in, in, in tough conditions.
1: I feel like, in the sense of how we're talking about the Bears' defense, it's the same for the Dolphins' offense. Of like, they still got a little bit of the firepower from the early '80s.
2: Oh yeah, or mid '80s. Duper. They probably still had Duper. Did and Duper. Clayton and Clayton still. Yeah, I think that is, that is that Duper right? '83. Down is it Duper? No, that's Clayton. But on the other hand, it's Clayton. Marino was moving. Oh, he should have caught that. That he couldn't throw the ball just where he wanted it. Look at Dicker. Mm. right in front of him. This play. Just not
1: coaching. <laughs> Just standing there and watching standing. the game.
2: Yeah, The, the last couple of years at Didka, he started to lose well, it. Well, he
1: had a heart problem. Yeah,
2: well, I mean, he also had a real rage issues. He's a total right-wing asshole. He's just I think he had the quote, like, black people have faced no discrimination since slavery ended. He had some line like that. Like, come on. Are you, do you really think that's the truth? It's unbelievable, you know, playing that up. Yes, yeah, Singletary was in his, this was almost his second, he yeah, has his 11th year. It's the second to last year of his career. He was always kind of overrated to me. I never thought he, the, the, their greatness was their D line. Their D line was great. And Wilbur Marshall
1: was great. I also great. feel like Singletary gets too much credit for like, he called the defense. I know. Like I know. who gives it? That's like what the middle linebacker does. Uh, Richard Dent was, Richard Dent
2: was literally on par almost with Lawrence Taylor. That's how good Richard Dent was. Richard Dent played to like 96 or 97 and Mike you know? Singletary's
1: whole thing was like all smoke and mirrors The steam off <laughs> his helmet and like <laughs> terrible. He would, he would growl at you. Wasn't and he shit. a terrible head coach? Abysmal. I mean, he was abysmal, bad. and that's what worried me. I think I've mentioned this before, yeah. before they hired Eberflus, they had Singletary in the running. Oh, like oh, and no. I literally, that would have kind of been like, I don't think I can root for the bears yeah. anymore. Yeah. I mean,
2: I actually give Iberflus another year or two. I give him some more time. I do. I, I don't. I, I think they had to blow the whole thing up. I actually. Uh, I, I I was at, a, at my father's funeral. I was talking with a, some a family over from his uh, girlfriend's side. this black guy, and he was just like he's a big Bears fan. He lives in Atlanta. He's a huge Bears fan because he remember watching Super Bowl twenty when he was a kid. Uh, and he was just like he, he's like oh, yeah I believe in Fields, and I said I believe in him too, and I said. His father is a black man who's a, a state trooper in Georgia. I, I think he's pretty tough. And he thought that was actually really funny when I said that. He was like, yeah, I know what you mean. You know, it's just like, you know, having to be a state trooper in that state oh, as yeah. a black man, I don't think that's an easy thing to do. I think you've got to be a fucking pretty tough-minded guy to do that. So, again, I, I still am a big believer in, in fields. He's got to show improvement in the passing game this year. He does, but I believe in him. I think he you can do, do it. Do you
1: want to know what I remember about this era? Yeah. Because I don't remember Harbaugh on the Bears. But I do remember that when I started watching Bears games, there was still kind of a lull that people were kind of bummed that Harbaugh left Yeah, because he went to the Colts and kind of started killing it. Yeah. Well, they went to a, a AFC an AFC Chant- title game. So I remember they beat
2: the Chiefs who were 13 and three.
1: Like I road. remember all my young friends who kind of were a little bit more knowledgeable. They would all say like, it, like they should have kept Harbaugh. They should have kept Harbaugh. You know, I hear that, but yeah. That was just the Bears being tight. He became a free agent, right? Essentially? Uh, I, I, or did they trade him?
2: I think, the, you know what it was? When Ditka fucking ripped his new asshole in Minnesota in 1992, he was never the same player for the Bears. Mentally, they put Steve he had Walsh to get in that out. quarterback. I mean, he had to, I think, 80, 93 was Harbaugh's last year, I believe, was 93. Because I think they got Eric Kramer in 94, I want to say. Yep. You know, and so. Uh, and Harbaugh no, was a good 95
1: because they had oh. Walsh for the rest after Harbaugh left. Walsh was the quarterback.
2: Oh, 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 oh but Harbaugh left in 93 though. Yeah. Last year. And, and granted, that was the first year of, of, uh, Wanstead. And I think Wanstead was probably like, I got to get my guy in, you know, Wanstead, by the way, is a
1: moron. I don't think he's very bright. Wanstead kind of got held down by his last three years because he was competitive. Yeah. Up until about 1997. Yeah. And then it was 4 and 12, 3 and 13, 5 and 11. How
2: long He's the first coach you remember, correct?
1: Juan. Yes. Yeah. He's my guy. Uh, how How long did he from 93 93 until, to 1998 or 99 was his last year because oh, Jerron became the head over? coach in 99. I didn't think Jerron was a total bum. I just didn't know who he was. And then there was, let me look because there is a guy before Jerron. Uh, they uh, no, they didn't.
2: no, no. Geron took over from uh from Wanstead. There was no one in between Wansted. Let and me Durant.
1: see. I thought there was because I looked it the, up recently. They had that one
2: thirteen or no? Geron
1: was just a coach for longer than I thought he was because I thought he became the coach in two thousand no, and one. No, it was ninety nine. I think he became the yeah. Coach. I
2: think he was a coach from ninety nine to like 04, Right,
1: Patty Driscoll. A-
2: and did Tressman follow up him?
1: Tressman followed Lovey Smith. Oh, so it goes. It goes here. Here's it. Oh. Ditka, Wani. From '93 to '98, then it was Dick Juron from '99 to '03. Okay, and that I don't remember Dick Juron. I very much watched Bears games in 1999 and 2000. I don't remember Dick Juron being wow. the head coach. Wow. Maybe I just didn't pay attention. Yeah, to Yeah, exactly. It. Yeah. Then Lovey, then Tressman. Tressman. The, when was Tressman there? Again? 13 and 14. He was a true abomination. Now, as far as years, Lovey's my guy. Because yeah. that's 2004 to 2012. Well, they also went to the Super Bowl once with him. Yep. You know what and I mean? then it was and John Fox from 15 to 17. Nagy. You, did you like Fox? No, it was like yeah. a nothing move to me. I yeah. remember it, thinking it being like, well, <laughs> no. he took a team to a Super Bowl. Yeah, but like that was it. But they were so bad. Yeah, like they were not. That's why that that was just a series of baffling moves. The roster was clearly terrible yeah but then you're like but we're gonna hire john fox because he because that that signifies some sort of competitive move (laughs) (laughs) and then you sign mike glennon to like a 40 million (sighs) million dollar contract So you're, like, re, like almost oh. resigned, but you're, like, okay, Mike Glennon's our quarterback. And oh. he had just done well in Tampa Bay. He wasn't, like, a true bust yet. Yeah, So, yeah. like, I remember at the time being, like, all right, he's, like, seven feet tall. Like, yeah, yep. that could actually work out. Because I remember Nick Foles, like, at the time, that yeah. was the era of, like, you got to find a guy who's six foot seven. Yeah, yeah, the lanky guys. Because Nick Foles was, like, this six foot seven wonder kid where, like, yeah. just get a tall quarterback. Yeah, yeah. So we got Glennon because he's eight <sighs> feet tall. He and was- then terrible and then they draft trubisky Ugh. and then you're like well what the fuck trubisky is just signed an extension yeah
2: three-year extension he's a,
1: gonna be a career backup you
2: know good for him mitch you know, reich honest to God, I'm, I'm like good for him you know and he'll get a chance he, he can win a game or two you know he's, he's not a guy to, to build your team around but he can win a game or two you
1: know hunk anderson was the head coach of the bears from 42 to 45 wow what the, a name a hunk we, hartley william hunk anderson
2: was Hallis the coach in '63 when they won the championship?
1: Uh, yes. I think he was. He was the head coach from 1920 to 29, 33 to 42, 46 to 55, 58 to 67.
2: 67 was when he ended it. Yeah. So he had like four or five different months. That's hilarious. And then in
1: between it, so it goes: George Hallis, Ralph Jones from 1930 to 32. Hallis again. Then it's Hunk Anderson. Then it's Luke Johnson. Then it's Hallis again. Then it's Patty Driscoll. I,
2: I have a question. It, in the 40s, when the Bears were the truly dominant team of professional football, who was their coach? Was Hallis the coach?
1: So it's, yeah. So yeah. In 30, from 33 to 42, he won three NFL championships. Hunk Anderson and Luke Johnson, it looks like they combined. Yeah. Because they're both 42 30, to 45. 30, so it looks like Hunk and Luke were like a duo head coaching.
2: So the Bears won four championships from 33 to 40. 45. 45.
1: And then 46 to 55, they won another NFL championship. Yeah,
2: Yeah, no, they were a dominant team in that era of football. In the 50s, though, actually the Lions and the Browns
1: became, the Colts. I feel like they're the, the true example of when the Super Bowl became a thing, they couldn't, they just stopped being good. Yeah, like the yeah. whatever changed in the game, I yeah. feel like they had a hard time transitioning to like, uh, like uh, yeah adapting the, the when when football became a Hollywood glitz and yeah. glamour and yeah. like an entertainment more than a game, I feel like the Bears really just lost their footing. They, they were because they were a blue collar hard nose, yeah. like we play hard and we'd win ugly. And then it became glamorous, and they couldn't transition to that.
2: They were terrible for a long time. They were a bad football team. But I watched this 83 Bears game against the Vikings, Ditka's second year, and the Bears were getting the component pieces. Sui threw a 78-yard touchdown pass to Peyton. Wow. That was an amazing play. I mean, the Vikings bit hard. Peyton was open by like 25 yards. They bit hard. And he caught it. And then a guy tried to tackle him, and he stiff-armed him at the end of his touchdown run going past the pylon didn't even touch the ground like he was a physically strong man people don't realize that but you could tell the bears were or they were starting to get good dent was a rookie singletary was in his second year but they had some of the component pieces al wilson
1: not otis 91 so this is only like two or three years into the grass field
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. 80, you can tell they're not good at maintaining
1: it. Like, look at that fucking yeah, it, chunks coming off of it.
2: 88 was the first year they went to grass. Did that
1: throw you for a loop?
2: Oh, I, I remember that was when thing, I remember being like, that's a
1: smart move. Don't you get rid of turf toe. That astroturf was brutal back I then. I feel bad the year Peyton retires. They take away the astroturf. He ran on
2: astroturf for his 12, six, for 12 years, years. man. He, he oh probably relished God. away
1: games. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But not even, though, because all away games were probably on green concrete, too. Well,
2: I mean, the Vikings weren't, and the Packers weren't.
1: Yeah, the Vikings played outside for absolutely. a long time.
2: that, that That's the—honestly, I hate to say this. I hate to say this, and this is like, I want to make assuming they were these myth, mythical football players, and the Vikings did have some talent. They really did. They have a lot of guys in the Hall of Fame. Alan Page, Carl Eller, Mick Tinglehoff, you know, Terokinton. They have, they have some players in the Hall of Mick Fame. I remember Mick Tinglehoff. But, but the point is, you could tell— like, the weather. What, was Tinglehoff the, was a center, right? Yeah, absolutely. He just died recently. He played
1: for literally eighteen fucking yeah, years. I'm sure like because of the game, 18. his fingers were tinglehoffing yeah, by the end of his and, life. And I
2: think his, I think his frontal lobes had disintegrated. They were like half their size. Keith so, Van
1: Horn was still on the team. Yeah,
2: they still reminiscent of their offensive line. But my point is, was was they uh, the Vikings? They would win those games in the playoffs because the weather was so fucking cold. Teams could not play in it, and they could play in it. So then when they went to a warm-weather city, they played teams that had better ability, you know? So that, that's why they beat the Rams. The Rams lost to them four times in a row in the playoffs. The Vikings dominated the Rams in the 70s
1: until 78. When this game starts, they reference that the Bears are 9-2. This is week 13.
2: Oh, yeah, they, yeah. Well, this they started. This was Dedka's last hurrah. This is when they start getting mediocre. Yeah, this was Ditka because they lost in the playoffs to the fucking Cowboys, who had all the draft picks and stuff, Aikman was in his third year, which
1: was probably a shock at the time because they were like the newly good again Cowboys. Yeah, it, w-
2: they, had, they were god off of the last three years of Landry, and then it was like, oh my god, so they're good, and that's I'm bad sure for America. I wonder
1: if the so. narrative going into that game was like, can the Cowboys get over the hump? Like, can can the Bear, Can the Cowboys beat like the playoff hardened Chicago yeah, Bears?
2: Yeah. The experience, but the Bears they ended 11 and five this year. So they finished like two and three of the last five games. I always think you got to be playing better when you're going into the playoffs. You got to be like four and one going into the playoffs.
1: It's like, I call it the New York Islander way. Yeah. The Islanders were the best team in the NHL for like four years in a row. Yeah. And then they lost in the playoffs every year. And their coach finally just said like, let's just not try and have the best record in the regular season. Like, yeah, yeah. Let's just focus on getting into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. And I think all of their cups were won from like the five seed.
2: Uh, oh, yeah, the, the 80, 81, 82, and 83, and then they were in it in 84. They were in the Cup five years in a and row. And then
1: the years they that they weren't, years. they were in the conference finals and shit. Like, oh, they just oh, yeah. couldn't get over the hump. Yeah, absolutely. And I, just I found hated it, them. I oh. just found it interesting that the years they didn't win the Cup, they actually had better teams.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could believe that. Absolutely. The the the, the Bruins this year.
1: Mike Bossy would have... Ben Gretzky if he didn't have the back injury. Yep. He scored 50 to 60 goals every year he was in the league. I think it was nine years
2: of 50 plus goals. He was a great left winger. You hated them because you're a Flyers guy, right? Absolutely. I hated them. So that's
1: your hockey couldn't get past the Flyers couldn't beat the Islanders. Yeah, yeah. In
2: fact, well, 1980—that's who the the Islanders won for their first cup. They beat the Flyers, who had a 35-game non-league broad streak.
1: street brutes or that, whatever that, the fuck
2: broad street bullies with Bobby Clark and and they were dirty and stuff, but they had good goaltending too. They
1: always had solid goaltending. The last remnant of helmetless hockey. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's what I first
2: started watching. It was majority helmetless back then.
1: Was yeah. Bobby Orr skating around when you were a kid? No, he was uh, gone.
2: His knee was—he he signed a contract with the Blackhawks. Oh yeah, um, and he played like 40 games for the Blackhawks. He he, he sent like a four million. Look
1: at that! Is a fullback if I've ever seen one right there.
2: Uh, is it Brad the Colonel Muster? Muster? Yeah, I remember. He played for Stanford. He scored a touchdown.
1: You remember Phil Esposito though, right? Absolutely. That was like the first big mistake the Blackhawks made. They traded Phil Esposito, or no? They traded the other who uh, was Tony the, Esposito, Tony the, es- the no, goaltender? No. no, 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 no. He was on the Bruins, not. What the fuck?
2: Well, Phil Esposito got traded to the Rangers, and and, and Phil Esposito played, I think, on the, not the same line as Orr, but Orr like uh, Orr was also the defenseman on that. You know, yeah, they, they were a, a an amazing hockey team in '70 70 and '72. They were a yeah. amazing. Yeah, So
1: that's what it was. Yeah, Phil Esposito was on the Blackhawks. And then midway through the 1964 season, Esposito was called up to the parent Blackhawks to make his NHL debut, centering for the great Bobby Hall beginning in 65. He proved himself a quality playmaker. Twice finishing among the league-leading scores over the next three seasons. In '67, Esposito was dealt with Ken Hodge and friend Fred Stanfield to the Boston Bruins in a blockbuster trade. Wow! While Hodge and Stanfield rose to become stars in Boston, Esposito blossomed into the greatest scorer of his day. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's always in Chicago. Of yeah. like we could have had Phil Esposito. Wow! And he played for a couple years. And for him. then they traded him to the Rangers. I didn't know that. I didn't know he came up with the.
0: Look well, at this.
2: There was the original six still. You know, yeah. Still the original six at that point, you know. So the Flyers were the first expansion team in the NHL to win a cup.
1: I also you know? love that you came up in the era where the Blues were good.
2: Oh, the Blues were. A,
1: they a, were like an immediately good expansion the, the,
2: the, team. They were. They were. Uh, they were in the playoffs like twenty-one straight years. Mike Liut was their goaltender. Wasn't Scotty for, Bowman their coach? Ah, uh, I don't know. Who was their player? They had a good player too on that team that I can't think of. But Mike Liut was the goaltender. And he was, he was like a name. He played in all-star games on occasion, you know? They were owned by Ralston Perina. Yeah. In 1983, Keith, the, the, their budget was so shitty, I guess literally, they sent no one to the draft. They just didn't have a draft. That's wild. You know, it's like, wow. I think at some point they ran the team with like seven people. You know, they had like, okay, we'll have a yeah. couple cops over here and like, okay, I'm a GM, but I wear three hats. I mean, they literally had like no
1: money. these ads are so 90s oh absolutely i've always told you this before but that's my that's my entry point into being an nfl fan yeah i don't remember the nfl being on nbc in the 90s Ooh. i started watching football when it was only on fox and cbs, CBS.
2: wow yeah the, the, the M- NBC was like that that That's was the, the AFC. broadcast you know absolutely so
1: i'm sure when it went to fox you were like oh this is weird
2: well, well cbs yeah exactly yes because that was a yes. big
1: deal fox was a fledgling network absolutely. all they had was married with children in the x-files and the, and the
2: simpsons you know and so they but they but they got uh summerall and madden to go there and the, i think it was 94 maybe i 93? think so yeah yeah, that, that was a big deal. I remember that. I mean, it definitely became keystone. a you keystone, know, stone. You know, so we'll see. I mean, I, I've paid a lot of attention to the Vikings in this off season, like what they're trying to do. In their it's going to be
1: an exciting division. The the NFC Central is kind of in a mediocre way. Yeah, could be stacked. Yeah. Cause like Jordan love, I don't think is going to be terrible because we'll I just think their head coach is good. They got like a good offense. We're in the era of scheme. You can scheme really some to, shit around yeah. talent. You can, but like, that's what I think has changed as I'll far believe as coaching. It when I, see it. I feel like aside from like air Coriel coaches back in the day, didn't really have like a philosophy or like a playbook. You know, it was kind of like we run the wing T I got these eight plays. We'll, uh, we'll switch that's, them up.
2: Uh, simply not true.
1: But um <laughs> But like Coriel was the beginning of like Oh, this Joe is a playbook. Gibbs,
2: Joe Gibbs was also a, a uh, very like much the an first offensive genius. As was Bill Walsh. What was good about Joe Gibbs, he was not so rigid. He had a system, but he also assessed his talent and said, We're going to fashion yeah. something out of this. And what it was, we have a good offensive line and we're going to beat teams. Gibbs was up, like the first you know? dr- good
1: draft guy, too, well, right?
2: He, he, he was the offensive coordinator for Eric Coryell for the Chargers. But, but it was interesting. They weren't really a great passing team, they were a running team because he knew he had a good offensive line. They became a better passing team as time went on they had enough passing but they're very well coached i
1: think that's why i never very consider well walsh like the genius that he was because to me the west coast offense is a little boring oh, like yeah. oh and that was the they scored edge. a lot of points yeah but it's off like slants and oh, shit absolutely. like and two-step like, three-step drops death, they called it death by a thousand paper cuts absolutely where Air Coryell was literally throwing bombs yeah and, and
2: and the Niners changed when they got Jerry Rice. Yeah. Now they had Ronaldo Nehemiah before that, who was a, he was a fast guy. He he played in high school, didn't play in college, and then played professionally. But he got replaced by Rice when they drafted Rice in '85. They were able to go downfield much. But Freddie Solomon was also a deep threat back then too. That like they won night. They won in '81 and '84 with Dwight Clark and Freddie Solomon as receivers. Not not Jerry Rice. Those late '80s Niners teams were different teams. Well, and Although Rice was had, like they still had Montana, which was their, they was just
1: economy. like. Yeah. I feel like Rice came out of nowhere because he went to a small school. But he he so, went to historically like black college. They were college. kind of looked at it like, why did you draft this kid?
2: Well, I remember him being in
1: college, and it was like, this guy, he had 28 touchdowns
2: one year, like a senior year. It was like, this guy's amazing. But look at the competition he went up against. I remember watching him in the senior bowl when I was like 15, nerding out. And it was like, he made a couple catches. I was like, no, this guy's actually pretty good. You can tell he, he just looks smooth and fluid. And when he catches it, it sort of, it just, it worked.
1: He passed the Did eye they test. Take Rice in the first round. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, that was a big year of uh, eighty five. Was a big year of receivers. What was Tim the first Brown, small school
1: guy? Do you remember? Like he went where? Is was Rice the first guy of like? No, they drafted him from
2: where? I remember that being kind of a moment. But the uh, the Cowboys used to draft guys from small colleges uh, because they had this. They, they were like cutting edge, like using computers with drafting <laughs> yeah. and stuff, like in 1976. Old
1: bum bum Morris or whatever the oh, fuck no, the GM's bum. name was.
2: That <laughs> was uh, yeah, Tech Shram. Tech
1: Shram, yeah.
2: But let's see what let what Marino does here. Jensen was uh Jensen. Yeah, he was like an H back.
1: Lee guy. Jensen.
2: No he he was a uh, he was like the Clint Dittier of the uh, of the Miami Lee Dolphins Lee Jevons takes it Lee Jevons. Lee Jev- and Pat Slee stack I don't know if Lee Jevons now is still alive I'll be honest if I met Lee Jevons now I'd be a little scared <laughs> I mean you can take him now probably I I think he's just he's probably on the dialysis Yeah yeah, absolutely. But yeah, again, man. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of people my age who've stuck around Eau Claire who are literally that their liver has been. In Wisconsin, destroyed.
1: the bathrooms have needle depositories because so many people are diabetic. <laughs> Lee Jevons has to use the needle oh, fucking oh yeah. thing in the yeah, bathroom. Absolutely.
2: Look at look at Marino.
1: <laughs> I like this. Palmer this is good gave late himself late a grade game. one concussion sliding down. Did you the, see that <laughs> snap down?
2: That was uh, this my is favorite cold face
1: mask of all time. Is Merino's? Yeah, the three bar. Oh,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. That works. ...to
5: this ball club. Shula's had to battle through the Oferdahl thing. Old uh,
1: fucking Soldier Field
2: with just the ring. I I knew a guy, John Offerdahl was a middle linebacker. He was from Fort Atkinson, Wisconsin. So I went to college with a guy who played high school football on the same team as John Offerdahl. So he knew Offerdahl when he was in the NFL. Yeah. He was a pro bowler for four years. Very good player, but injury prone. Injury prone middle linebacker. And he he told a story about Shula, like, you know, offered was on the training table after a game and and, and just walked in and said fucking a offered are you hurt again i mean just like yeah i'm i'm yeah i've blown my knee actually playing a sport i've sacrificed my body you fucking old prick you know i guess he was a total my,
1: <laughs> my favorite thing you ever told me was when they would tell you you need to work on your water discipline
2: yeah exactly yeah don't drink water i'm not going to drink water while i'm playing basketball full speed for 15 straight minutes uh you got to drink some water that's actually this, no you get waterlogged no 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 no. you sweat it out almost instantaneously you need that cycle to work you know it's like i yeah i thought that was stupid when i was younger i did not get that i always drank a lot of water i played basketball all the time i drank water i never got waterlogged i never got a, a cramp it was the opposite it helps you avoid cramps like how stupid I what are you in fucking North African desert? Like, oh my God, we gotta get we gotta get Rommel near near the sands of Tripoli. Oh my God, <laughs> you know, my God, don't drink any water while you're playing football when it's ninety-eight degrees. You know, Look it's those like pads. Yeah, those are huge. That's Morrissey.
1: I love that this is still the era. Oh, the
2: ten-minute ticker. It should come on the thirteenth week this, of the NFL like, seriously, season. Seriously, they should bring this back.
1: Oh, it was like, here's what's going on. Yeah, right? yeah,
2: yeah. The ticker's below. Every 10
1: th- minutes they would do it?
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and what they, like the Vikings lost to Detroit this week. I remember that game. Uh, uh, Sanders had four touchdowns.
1: Do you know what I think they started doing? Yeah. Let's go to James Brown for this game break. And they just started the, the, going they, to the game.
2: The, the, they did that with CBS, back with Brent Musburger in the late late 70s. It was mostly highlights, but sometimes they break in live. When the Buccaneers beat, beat the, the Saints, they broke in live.
1: When I was a kid? It would, they would do it whenever there was a timeout, they would go. And now for this game break, we'll go to James Brown, the hardest working man in television. Really? That yeah. A,
2: God, that was a pick by Donnell Warford. He was okay. Do you remember Donnell? Wol- oh yeah. yeah.
1: I know the name, but not really. And never looked at Marino. So who was truly your favorite bear player when you were like Curtis Conway? Curtis yeah. Conway and Kramer. I yeah. remember loving Curtis well, Conway. Well,
2: Conway had some ability to catch a bomb. And he
1: broke his collarbone you know? in 1997, and it ruined his career. Really?
2: He was over at that point? Yeah. Yeah. I remember him being effective enough for four or five years, you know? God, w- Wendell Davis was still on this team. The guy who blew both of his knees on one play. <laughs> when, they, when they played uh, the, the, the Eagles, he blew one knee. Pushing off with his knee, and then when he landed on the other knee, uh, the he other blew one? that one. He blew on separate, he blew both knee knees. Knee injuries at were the
1: end of the line oh, in it, that era.
2: Especially that Eagles turf that had like three-inch gaps and ledges and, you know, seams, and it was terrible. I mean, the turf back then, the highlights I'm watching, like the St. Louis Cardinals and Busch Stadium in 1976, there's all these patches. Soldier Field was that way. These weird discolored patches of turf where it's like, what's, what's that gap there for? I mean, it just was not a good surface to play on. You know, guys, they didn't have that tape they put on their elbows. They just ripped their skin off on their forearms. It's like, come on.
1: No. You know. Is this a Polaroid? It's the Panasonic palm Oh, this is when camcorders stopped being the, like, fucking shoulder rigs. Yeah, exactly. Hey. Oh, the center drop in the VHS. I wanted those so bad. I was a gadget dork as a kid. Yeah. If you took me in a radio shack, I would have. Creamed my jeans. Ooh, the Concorde
2: still still had cachet. The Concorde, yeah, it, it hadn't still represented. Burnt down <laughs> in the sky yet? When it was retired, that was. I remember that being kind of a moment for my. I mean, I remember hearing the Concorde when I was in second grade. I lived in D.C. would take off from Dulles Airport. It would be
1: loud. One guy got footage of the Concorde taking off on fire. It's like the only footage. Wow, you want to see it? Oh, uh, sure, yeah, let's do it. Yeah,
2: I, I got to wind it up. There. I, gotta, two, I was gonna be. say
1: we're at two hours and forty five minutes. Yeah, yeah. We can we can watch let's the Concord on the burn down game too, a little bit, yeah. and then uh, then we'll wow. What, what close a this bitch
2: out. it's been an okay show. I, I mean, we've definitely gone good. all over the place, but I, I, that TV standing is interesting to me. Again, the whole notion of your television. I want to figure out a
1: better it. way to do it. I still have to figure out how to do it on the show better. I, I, I think it's improved.
2: If that means anything to you? I can follow it now. <laughs> If, if that's a standard, you know, it's like I kind
0: of know what it is now. Yeah, ooh, ooh, man. There it is. Whew. I think it's real short because...
1: Oh, boy. Paris. It is the most beautiful city
2: in the world. <laughs> I like to listen to jazz. I want to hear more jazz. Oh, the rhythms of such more jazz. Oh. <laughs> jazz. Jazz. <laughs> Exactly. do you know I was doing an impression of a woman who ripped my heart out when I was in graduate school right there. Really? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A spicy dame. Oh yeah, she was a Greek and she, but she went to the London School of Economics, which is like that's where Karl Marx went to college. Like it's this totally cutting edge like place, you know, and a lot of smart economists have gone through their like brains. Here we go. And but she was all like young and trying to be oh Paris. It is oh, the shit. most beautiful city in, in my world. Oh. Oh, man, that's a bad sign. <laughs> can't, you, can't you push abort? Isn't there a button you can push if you're in the cockpit?
1: Whenever you hear a s- footage of a plane taking off, right before they take off, they say V1. And that is the speed at which the takeoff cannot be aborted. Oh. You're going too fast. You'll, you'll, oh. So you have to, the rule, when you hit V1, you have to take off. And if there's a problem, you just fly around. Yeah, yeah.
2: Wow. Uh, ha, ha, ha.
1: So they did pass that threshold. So, like, you usually get that most of the runway, and then they'll go V1, and wow. then they'll go rotate, and yeah. that's when they go. And then, if they say positive climb, you're all good. Yeah. Yep.
0: Tell you what,
2: that la- is not
1: a positive climb. Yeah.
2: My last two flights, man, they were fine. Oh, there's the cloud. Go in there and come back. There's the cloud. Oh, man. That's, that's a bunch of souls being lost. <laughs> Man. All right, but I, I got to use the can. All right. uh, Yeah. Great show. Well, I'm going to find some Beavis and Butthead. Uh, absolutely, man. Good seconds. idea. Let's also see
1: if we can find that uh, basketball game, that Laker nugget game. Well, I'm going to close the show out on something cool.
0: Cool. here. Cool. Thanks for watching, guys. Um, hang on. I want to find something nice for you guys. Here we go. All right. Close out the show with a little music video of the Beavis
1: and Butthead era. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next week for the 300th episode. We'll see you around.
4: Hey, hey, did you see the butt butthead? <laughs> yeah. And you know, wherever there's a faucet, there's probably a toilet close by. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And wherever there's toilets, there's like butts (laughs) and (laughs) wieners and turds and, uh, (laughs) wee-wee. Yeah. A little something for everyone.
0: (laughs) Uh. This dude
4: must use the same shampoo as me. Um, uh, you don't use shampoo, butthead. (laughs) Uh, oh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, buddy. Hey, hey. Is that that band Schlong? No, you hey, dumbass. Hey. It's Prong. Oh, <laughs> oh hey. well,
5: I wasn't that far up. Butthole. <laughs> yes. Yes. <Yeah>. Rocks. Rocks.
0: You were the good guy. You stabbed your face.
4: Snap your finger, snap your neck.
0: That's
4: like some kind of weird double joint. That's not that weird. I can do that. No way. I can't. Check it out.
0: Whoa.
4: <laughs> 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 cool. I it wrong. <laughs> uh,
3: <let's see.
0: laughs>
3: oh no. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Yeah, that's okay.
4: <laughs> you almost, like, broke something. <laughs> you should, like, sue these guys for, like,
3: uh, something. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I bet if I, like, sue them,
5: I can get backstage
0: passes. <laughs> uh. <sighs>
3: mm.
0: Please come out.
3: Now, how can we announce we're off the air
0: when we're off the air? <laughs>